TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. for head trauma Thursday and I gotta say head trauma time what up with that flip it for the show come on man that's gonna be a celebration we're gonna drink libations uncomfortable silence <laughs> oh, I can't believe you and I cannot believe you and Tony have got me addicted to that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, everybody under the sound of my voice, welcome, 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 once again, welcome to the midweek mainstay of Chair Shot Radio on the biggest week in the business. Welcome to Head Trauma Thursdays. Once again, I wish you all a happy Mags Day. Um, and he's gonna be busy this week. You know, he got 55 shows, and he got to do a menu prediction on every single one of them. (laughs) Um, This week, 58 shows. Oh, my bad. See, I undershot you. Um, For the record, just in case you guys don't know who I am, my name is Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash, Raymond Cashington III, Esquire. Of course, I got my boy with me, the big fish himself, Mr. Mags Kirkby. What's up, Mags? Yeah, I'm good. Excited that's not, for... That's not going to catch on. I just want you to know that. Well, blah, 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 blah. That sounds... The fish! That's how a fish says hello. Blah, 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 blah. That's not going to catch on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, let me introduce my esteemed guest. Um, a a chair shot contributor. Uh, never too far from any of my personal content. Good friend of mine. Um, and... Uh, you know how WWE used to call the world's greatest tag team the self-proclaimed? The self-proclaimed genius, Mr. Rob Burnett. What's up, sir? Hey, what's happening, fellas? Always good to be back. So, um, it's always good to have Rob on anything we're doing. However, there's a specific reason he's on today, and that's because I stole his idea. (laughs) Borrowed. Borrowed Borrowed it. Hashtag Kanye Shrug, yes. Um, <laughs> but his idea is something that I think is really pertinent and important. This year particularly, and something I want to talk about with you guys anyway. So, um, I mean, you know what? I'm going to give the, the esteem honors to Rob. Talk to me about what, you, what your idea was, and then we'll kind of go into it from there. Okay, well, now, first of all, don't worry about stealing, because as one of my favorite singers once said, every artist is a cannibal, every poet is a thief. Beautiful, oh. yes. yes. So don't worry, about, don't worry about it one bit. But um, so I approached the idea of talking about just the WrestleMania build in general, right? And because of, particularly the past couple of years, there have been things that you know people haven't been happy about with this or that or the other. And it's one thing, like I look, look I don't expect anyone to ever agree with 
every booking decision or storyline decision or whatever. But I, I think there's a bigger thing at play here than just people not liking a storyline direction or a booking decision or whatever. And I think we kind of need to look at that also as we judge these things. Because too often, I mean, well, because look, Ray, you know, you know, I like to blame fans for a whole lot of stuff. As we should. Mm-hmm. And one of the, and one of the main reasons I blame fans, or particularly like the vocal fans that are on like wrestling Twitter, the reason I blame them for so much. Well, one reason I blame them for so much is that they're supposed to be the smarter people. They're supposed to be the ones that know how and why things work. So I get real pissed off when people complain about stuff that they should obviously understand. And you should obviously know, like, if a mid-carder loses to a top-level person and, and, and these people get mad because the mid-carder lost, well, what the hell do you think was going to happen? Yep. I, I mean, I, I totally agree with okay. that. And for, for me, I think a single fan is smart. A single fan you can have a conversation with uh, and a debate. It's when you have a group and it's that kind of oh, hard mind. It's, uh, that's when fans become dumb and that's oh, when fans become idiots. Well, I'm about to borrow another quote from uh, Agent K. The person is smart, but people are was it dumb, crazy, and paranoid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I say it all the time. People individually are extremely smart and gifted, and in mass are stupid. Um, but you 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 bring up your point is you said the past couple of years. I want to delve into that in a second. But yes, there is a bit different feel about this year's WrestleMania. We just recently found about maybe a month, maybe two months ago, if I'm being generous, that we will have fans, which gives WrestleMania a different feel. WrestleMania more than any show, maybe WrestleMania and the Rumble, more than any shows throughout the year, need fans. The other shows, you may be able to get away with it, but those two shows need fans. Um, yeah. Specifically. Um, I think, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a bit too protective here, but I think we all should give WWE a pass for last year because they got cut off right in the middle of February. So it's like they really ain't have much of a shot to build the WrestleMania that they wanted to build because it stopped like right after, after Elimination Chamber. And if you go back and watch the shows, they were the crowd was crazy about the matches they were building. It yeah, and actually... Because I was at one of the last Raws before everything got shut down. It was like so first was week it? of March. How was it? Oh, it was first week of March, and it was at the, what do they call it now, the Verizon Center. And, I mean, the place was packed, almost 20,000 people even. And, yeah, and people were hot for everything. Uh, so, I mean, things were going well. And then, like you said, the, you know, the, I mean, the rug got pulled out from under them. And... And I'll say this, look, for, for what they had to deal with last year, I'd say WrestleMania was pretty damn good. I think so, and too. I, and mm-hmm. I'll even go as far as to say it was, I mean, it was better than, I would, if, if, if we're making like a worst WrestleMania list, I wouldn't put last year on it by, by any. No, moment. WrestleMania 9 is garbage. 27 is not good. There's a lot of bad manias. Uh, go ahead, um, 11 was not good to me. 11 15, is terrible, yes. 15 was not good. Um, 
know. For all the audibles, they had to call, basically, essentially booking it, a lot of it on the fly. I mean, the, the stuff with the cinematic matches, they had to scramble for those those uh, storylines and those angles. I think they did an admirable job last year. And it's interesting you said that the the role, the fans were hot, because if you take what the fans on, on social media say, um, they, they, they slate Raw every single week without fail. Uh, but yet, in live performance, people were excited and, and hyped for it. Maybe these fans on social media, their opinion doesn't really matter as much as they think it does. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, look, if, if you want to see if, okay, because I go to house shows. I've been to a lot of house shows in the past five years before everything mm-hmm. shut down. You get, it is, an, it is night and day. I'm dead serious. Like, I mean, like, um, like there's no 50-50 crowd for John Cena at house shows. Nope. Same with and, Roman. Same, Same with Roman Reigns. Reigns. Same thing. There's no, there's no fifty-fifty or whatever for Roman Reigns. Um, Randy Orton, like people, you know, people get on Twitter and say, well, "Why are they still doing stuff for Randy Orton?" Go to house show, you'll see why they're still doing stuff for Randy mm-hmm. Orton. Yep. You'll see why Randy Orton's in big matches and big angles now. If you go to a house show and see how those places react to him, and then on the flip side, you go. I mean, my first, my first sign of concern with Ricochet was at a house show because they weren't popping for him like that. Even with all the stuff he does, mm. and yeah, I mean, so that was my first sign. Is like, okay, something's not getting through here. But but if you took the the uh, RWC's view of it, it's it's Vince or whoever burying Ricochet is not getting a break when really maybe he just wasn't connecting with with that audience. Okay, well, can I jump? Yeah, in that, uh, can I jump in that real quick? Let me jump in that real quick. I'm glad you said that because we're. we're we're not moving away from the subject, but if I make one a quick tangent, I got a chance to watch the NXT, um, the global press conference they had Wednesday morning. We're recording this on Wednesday, but Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. It had um, the the 10 participants of the five top matches. So that's Finn Balor and Karrion Cross, Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa and Walter, and Santos Escobar, and um, Jordan Devlin. And the whole time I'm watching this, I'm looking at Santos Escobar, and you guys, especially Max, I know you long know how much I've loved that guy. Um, and I'm looking at him, I'm thinking, damn, Escobar is what Vince wanted Andrade to be. And then I started thinking, well, why wasn't Andrade that? And that brings it back to Ricochet. Because... And Ricochet, I feel for more than any other person in that position because you can see he's very audibly and clearly trying. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other ones aren't. He's very clearly trying to improve and do what it is he needs to do to grow. But I look at these guys, and I'm thinking, other than the fact that they're dope-ass wrestlers, I mean, Andrade may be a different because Zelina gave him something, but there's no reason to care about him. What reason do we have to care about Ricochet as a professional wrestler? Babyface or heel? He can flip. He fights a lot of people. He's he's fearless. I cool. All of them are right. So to your point, Rob, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Please continue. But that's that. Uh, that's what that immediately goes to my mind. That yeah, if I if I if I really bored and I want to watch a dope ass match, I'll throw on a ricochet match. If I want to enjoy professional wrestling, I'm not putting on a ricochet match. And well, can then. Actually, because what a couple of weeks ago he did a um, a promo. I think it, it was one of those you know 
I guess it was a YouTube video or whatever. And for the first time I ever seen him like actually speak in some type of character. But he was talking mm-hmm. about how everybody you know, turned Pop- on him. Yeah, Cedric turned, Apollo turned, now Ali had turned, and he wasn't gonna be the one to do it. Right. And he was gonna show them, you know, the to you know the, the right things. way. The right yeah. way to do things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's him speaking in character, right? That's not him as you know, Trevor, the rest, the guy who does, who can flip all around the ring. And it's like, you got to give, like, what gets lost in the discussion on Twitter anyway, is that this is a TV show with characters. Mm-hmm. All right. We're not watching, you know, Colby Lopez saying, embrace the vision. That's Seth Rollins. Or, yeah. All right. And Joe Anawaii isn't really beating up his cousin as right. Roman. Trying to get Jay in line. I'm yes, absolutely. Yeah, and so we're we're watching characters. You gotta so you and I think as Twitter people on Twitter have just completely just well a lot of people on Twitter have just completely unplugged from that part of the whole thing and they treat all of this stuff as if well like the reason to root for somebody is because you know they worked hard on the indies for ten years. The person did, not the character. And because that person worked on the, hard on the indies for 10 years, they should get everything that they quote-unquote deserve. And I'm going to cheer for them, and I'm going to push for them to get all of these things because the person did all of this stuff. <laughs> and not giving a damn about the character. Right? So, you know, I mean, Harrison Ford was like a carpenter on movie sets. Right? That don't have a damn thing to do with Han Solo. Or Indiana Jones. <laughs> right. Hey, but I but I like Harrison Ford though. Well, so it should mean? be in every movie ever. At least every every single one. <laughs> Harrison Ford is Thanos. Harrison Ford as Lightning McQueen. Harrison Harrison Ford is God in the mm-hmm. uh, in the Bruce Almighty movies. Everything. Uh, and Harrison Ford is funny because like when when they ask him about stuff, especially like Star Wars stuff. He don't have a clue. He he shows up. He reads his lines. He goes home. <laughs> yep. And 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 he and that's exactly how the kind of energy he gives off when he does interviews and all that. You know. Apparently, apparently <laughs> the only reason he apparently the only reason he came back for the Force Awakens is because they promised him they'd kill him. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> yeah. And um. So we. I mean. And and I said we. A lot of fans have chosen. To make to disconnect, okay, and that's a choice. I don't, and and again, I'm saying this because these are supposedly smart fans, and you're making a choice to disconnect from the characters, and to put all your energy behind the people behind the characters. People, then we don't know these people, right? Yeah. I mean, we don't, we just like we don't know we don't know actors, we don't know football players, right? We don't we don't know any of these people to yeah. be to be rooting for their personal success in life like that. Exactly. And and how many times do you see people on, on the the wrestling social media put a wrestler on a pedestal as if they're the second coming of Jesus and then six months later it, it turns out that that guy was a sex offender or that guy uh, was, was political backstage or that guy held other people down. Um, the second coming of Jesus Castillo? What? <laughs> or oh, sometimes it's not even that. It's just 
like regular people stuff. Like we say, every, we every one of us occasionally say, just says something dumb. Yeah. And then, you know, we put these folks on this big pedestal, and then if one of them says something dumb, people get all mortified and outraged, and you know, and and I'm like, no, well, they they human just like you, and don't attach yourself so much to the person behind the character because you don't know the person behind the character. Right. So, and, if I... and that's a choice. Okay. That's not, okay. That's not about how somebody was booked. That's you making a choice to put more faith in, you know, to, to put all of your, you know, faith in, I don't know, um, Patrick Clark and not just watching, you know, Velveteen Dream on your television. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, you know, we can go into that more, more in depth at any time, but that is, it's a difficult kind of road to, to walk because, you know, look at a guy like R. Kelly and, or a guy like Chris, Bill Cosby or Chris Brown, and you can completely love and adore what they did as their art, their art, but you don't got to rock with the person. And some people will rock with the person too. But that's another conversation. That's we're going really, really micro. Yeah, and and look, there, there are times where you should just cut everything, right? Like to me, R. Kelly. Yeah, I mean, you should just you should just cut everything with R. Kelly, right? Yeah. If, if you if you loved his songs, then he's one of those people. Where I think you know it's okay for you to go ahead and just draw the line and cut everything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. There's always somebody, some people like that, absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, but they're like, I mean, I mean, there are actors and actresses and you know whatnot who you know voted for Trump or whatever, right? I mean. And, I mean, there's wrestlers. I mean, linking it back to wrestling, there's wrestlers that vote for Trump. Yeah, and then I mean, oh, no. come, well, a bunch of if, them. Yeah, and if if you're going to throw all of them out, then I mean, good luck watching a wrestling show. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, or good luck watching a wrestling show if you're going to try to you know disavow the company owners, right? Because all of them supported Trump. Yeah, I mean, right. essentially, essentially, it boils down to what you what you said that these are regular people. Yeah, they're in the they're in the uh, the limelight. They're famous. They they have all these uh, huge amounts of adoring fans, but they're still regular people making regular decisions, being regular idiots. Um, they're not special. They're not. They don't. Ha- they don't like. Uh, they're not born with the ability to not make mistakes and be infallible. They 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 normal people just like us. Well, yeah, like, and you know, I'm I'm very fortunate that. Well, I'm, I'm 46. I'm very fortunate that I grew up with no Twitter and no social media. Because if every dumb thing I thought of, every dumb thing I said had been typed into a keyboard, then, I mean, there'd be people looking at me funny right now. <laughs> right, so, absolutely. And, uh, so, you know, but anyway, getting back to all this. Yeah. Uh, so, we're putting so, all this. Okay. I was like, hey, my bad. I am no, so no, yeah, because I'm, I'm, we really delved way away from the point. Which, <laughs> and it's all important stuff. Yeah, of course. But, but I, I, but especially given the day that the week that this is, I, I really want to want to focus more on the WrestleMania topic because I think it's really interesting. Everybody I've talked to, in any capacity, over the past two weeks, is all like, "Yeah, well, WrestleMania's come, but it doesn't feel like WrestleMania." And I think absolutely COVID plays a part in it. I, there's no way that you can't feel differently because the product has been drastically different. It hasn't been the same. But 
what else is it about not feeling like WrestleMania, like Mags? What is it mm-hmm. about WrestleMania to you this this year? It okay, doesn't so feel like WrestleMania. You you know my story. I've been a a, a, a wrestling fan for thirty plus years, uh, and this. This particular WrestleMania has been the least enthused I've been about a WrestleMania in all the time that I can remember. And I've actually got the card in front of me now. And going up and down this card, it's a banger of a card. It's it's just stacked full of amazing matches. But for me, it's this this whole issue stems from the build between Royal Rumble. Then elimination chamber, then fast lane, and I think it's that what's really drove it out of my kind of mind is 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 the fact we we built for a pay per view three weeks before WrestleMania, and it's almost felt like WrestleMania the WrestleMania booking has been an afterthought to uh, to where it should be. The, the minute someone wins the Rumble, it's the road to WrestleMania. And it just hasn't felt like that for me. Um, mm. Like I said, the, the matches have been amazing, but we've we've got a couple of matches that have been booked over the last week or so that have come from nowhere. I mean, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, that, it, it just was sprung on us. It's going to be a banger of a match, no doubt. Anytime those two guys are in the, in the ring together, it's it's magic. But it's it's it could have done with a storyline being built up. Riddle versus Sheamus come from absolutely nowhere. Sheamus obviously deserves um, um, a, a decent pay, a decent WrestleMania uh, showing because he's he's done such good work over the last year. But there's no build there. Uh, Asuka and Rhea Ripley, no build there. Uh, there's the, reasons the, for that. There's reasons for that. No, yeah, I, I, under, got I understand. Got pregnant and Charlie got COVID, but yes, yeah, yeah, I, I understand, and, and this is why I'm I'm not going to give uh, WWE a, a lot of grief because I am feeling unenthused because, like we've said. These are these are now into the second year of, of basically having to book uh, by the seat of the pants with with the COVID and never knowing whether your, your wrestlers are going to be uh, uh, took off off because they they've got ill and having no fans now now building back for fans. There's a lot of balls in the air for WWE to juggle. So the fact that they're giving us all this content, I've got to give them props for that. It's just I'm ne- I haven't felt excited about it. Come tomorrow after uh, the first NXT takeover, that I'll probably be there. I'll probably be hyped. Um, but as of right now, I just I'm just not feeling it. I mean, to to really kind of hammer home the point, we recorded um, um, five rounds with Carlos, and I mentioned to Carlos that this was WrestleMania week, and he didn't even know it was WrestleMania week. And this is someone who has been. A huge fan. He's dropped off a little bit over the last couple of years, but he was a huge wrestling fan, and he didn't even know it was WrestleMania week. Go ahead, Rob. Okay, now it's only because I'm I'm kind of the opposite, right? I've been more dragged down by the conversation on Twitter than what's actually been on television. <laughs> I've avoided Twitter over the last week or so because it's just it's got so draining. Yeah, and so and honestly, I mean, over the past year, I have really filtered my timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not hesitate to mute or block somebody now, because quite frankly, if you're saying a bunch of stuff that aggravates me, I really don't care to see what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And you know, I watch these shows as a diversion and for enjoyment. And if it comes down to 
if if there's something that's making me enjoy the show less, I'll get rid of that. Yeah. Um. Period. I mean. So now, are you excited about the? Are you are you enjoying the build? Are you excited about WrestleMania? There's a couple of things that have kind of um been a damper for me. Um, like the whole breaking up the hurt business thing is just that's oh. that's just pissed me off. Um, and I, that I, I hope there's something yeah. bigger beyond that because that is a that is a bonehead decision if if it's not. Well, well, the only thing I can think of is that. What I said before about mid carters and top tier people, um, basically, this is the Drew McIntyre story. So, Bobby is the antagonist, and the other guys were the antagonist goons. And in the long term grand scheme of things, they're not the important people in the story. Let, let me say this real quick, just real quick. There is a prevailing theory that if you remember the the uh, step in the matches. Her business can't be at ringside, right? Well, Sheldon and, and Cedric are no longer her business, right? So, I mean, so we're holding on to that and hoping. The only reason, and the only reason I think that is a a, a relevant point, because ultimately I would I, that would be nothing, but it was made such a big deal over the past two weeks yeah. that Bobby was trying to get people to take Drew out. So that's the only reason why I think it's a very it's a it's a possibility. But back to you, man. Go ahead, finish it. Finish it. Okay. Off. So so that that's one. And because basically, if if the hurt business breaking up is if it's legit, then Bobby's probably gonna lose. And all and and, the, and honestly, before Bobby won the title, like when when we knew he was about to win it, like the next week, or I'm saying, well, when Bobby beat up Drew and then the Miz cashed in. That was like the first time I actually cared about Bobby possibly winning the title. And I guess so. The thing is, yeah, because I mean, Bobby is look, he's one of those people. He, he's a you know, most people looks the part, right? But there's always something that little that last thing is always missing as far as you being interested in him actually winning stuff, right? And so they finally got me to the point where I was interested in him winning the world championship and being the world champion. And it kind of feels like, well, Drew's just going to win it back. And again, this is the Drew McIntyre story. So he's going to win it back eventually sooner or later anyway. But I was, I'm still hoping that they put it off for a couple of months. Because now, I mean, I finally, again, I finally got behind Bobby. and. Now it looks like he's going to lose. And that's, so to me, that's been a bit of a damper of enthusiasm a little bit. And the other thing is, um, well, my girl's not going to be on the show. And y'all know Charlotte's one of my, my favorite women's wrestler, and she's not going to be there. So that's kind of a bummer also for me, personally. So That we, that we know of, right? Anything's possible the night of a WrestleMania. But yeah, she's not booked. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, I... I think this time it's it's legit. I think this time, um, just because because of all the things that have been going on and all of that, and um, sure, sure. So so for me, per and and I know that a whole lot of y'all listening are tired of her and all that. And okay, fine, whatever. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. It it is weird that I think so. 
I want to retort to both of you, especially Max. Uh, but I, I will say this real quick. It is weird that there are a lot of major heavy hitters that aren't on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bailey being, I think, the most notable. I've give, I've, For those of you who don't follow me on Twitter, I have given my theory of what happens with Bailey. I won't say it on air. Maybe I'll say it later. But a lot of people. But to your point, Mag, specifically about last-minute matches, that is every year. It's, I think it is a bigger deal this year because of the fast lane pay-per-view, but every year there are matches that are made two, three weeks before WrestleMania. Like, I can't remember since the brand split of WrestleMania that's been booked solidly by the, the middle pay-per-view. It's always a, a one or two matches that's made last minute. And I think that's, I think that's cool in a way because if every match was booked before the, a month and a half before the pay-per-view, why would the why would the TV shows matter? You know, if and I know that sounds weird to people listening, but for example, the go home show of the go home show of Raw before WrestleMania, everybody's expecting to see. Sometimes they're missable because everybody's expecting to see the last fallout before WrestleMania, right? But what if there's a, another match made? Well, oh, I missed that. It's something that's different that I need to watch. So that is, in a sense, a hook to keep going. Um, I thought about that, though. That was another thing that people had issues with um, in some of my prior conversations with WrestleMania is some of the last-minute matches. Kevin and Sammy. Now, the whole Kevin and Sammy thing, if you had really been paying attention, had been building since the, rest, since the Royal Rumble. It's just it really got heavy, like super heavy, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um so, another thing I want to ask you guys about Mania and about how it feels different is nostalgia. Because so much of wrestling fans' um, rhetoric revolves around nostalgia. And this WrestleMania feels different for a number of reasons, but because it's not like other Manias. Number one, First Mania since COVID. Two, first two-night WrestleMania with fans, right? Three, first Mania on Peacock. There's a lot of differences here that are different than WrestleMania's prior. You think that got something to play in it? Well, sure. I mean, okay. I mean, just, people don't like change. <laughs> and And True. also... I mean, having fans in the building feels weird because, like, every time you see like a sporting event with a, just when you see a bunch of people in any place now, it still kind of triggers your, you know, radar or alarm a little bit. Like, man, I don't know about all that, you know. Um, so it still doesn't feel quite right to have people in the building. I think it's too early. Yeah, and um, that's so that's part of it. Um, another thing is, again, like to the Peacock thing, I mean, people have been just kind of, you know, saying stuff about that. And that's, to me, honestly, I think it's just, it's change. People don't like change. We've had the WWE Network for seven years. And, you know, for all of its ups and downs, people were used to it. And they're familiar with it. I will so, say, it has not been a good move so far 
Um, well, and put it this way, I mean, I mean, if it, okay, if you're one of the people that like just just constantly deep diving in the archives and stuff, okay, yeah. Um, but I guess, but I mean, when the network first launched, it was a mess, right? I mean, this is change. People don't like change, right? Uh, no matter you know, whatever the particulars are of it, people just don't people don't like change. So that's kind of a weird thing to it. And um, I think that's I mean that's well I guess the other thing is that now what I've seen now this year more than ever is just kind of on Twitter, kind of just micromanagement, if you will, of the build. Whereas people are not just sitting back and watching what's happening. Their people are literally picking apart every little detail, every little thing. And and that's not to say certain decisions couldn't have been made differently or things couldn't have been done better or whatever, but the level, I mean, just, and I guess I'm probably, and a lot of that's because, you know, look, we're still mostly stuck inside. And people got way too much time on their hands. And... But there's but there's a there's a micromanagement of the build here that I have not seen before, and to me, I mean, and I look and over the past year or so, I've started watching differently because I was becoming one of those people who was never happy. Now, I mean, I didn't complain on Twitter or whatever, but. I was one of those people who my general mood had gotten dragged down by the Twitter discourse and all of that. And so I made it a point just to try to watch stuff differently. And, and just, well, that's with everything I watch now, not just wrestling, because this kind of micro nitpicking kind of detail is just bled over into all other kinds of stuff. Right. Um, it was about a month ago, somebody tweeted that um, the guy who plays Winter Soldier was underutilized in the MCU. Right? I mean, so we're seeing that now in other places. <laughs> underutilized. Guy was support, it was a supporting actor. Right? <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, Winter Soldier is a main event act, sir. Stop booking <laughs> him like a mid card. Okay. Yeah, stop exactly. burying him. Stop burying him. Because <laughs> when I when I retweeted that, and I put you know buried on top of it, right? <laughs> but I mean, like, but, but it's just that's like bleeding over into everything now, where everything is just picked apart, micromanaged by fans, and where words like underutilized are getting thrown around. Whereas it's like, no, these are supporting characters. They have supporting roles. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, Robin doesn't get to beat up the Joker. Batman does that. You know, when Robin fights the Joker, Robin gets his ass kicked. Or killed, technically, because that's like a major story. But speaking yeah. of underutilized characters, how do you guys feel about the Andre Battle Royal and the uh, Four Way tag team match on SmackDown not being on WrestleMania? Because that's that's that a big point of contention. I'm fine with that because that means we get we get we get home before ten o'clock both nights. <laughs> well, Mags, you <laughs> you being across the pond, yeah, for exactly the same reason. Um, one thing about uh, WrestleMania is that it has become bloated. It's gone from being a 
three-hour show to a five-hour show to now a seven-hour show, and and what was last year like eight hours almost over two nights. Um, so I'm I'm fine with a. Uh, with the kind of like periphery matches being uh, in the the go home show of SmackDown, um, it's a shame that the guys are not going to get that WrestleMania payday. But I dare say that that WrestleMania payday wouldn't be as much as it would have been maybe five ten years ago. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy with it being on SmackDown. Yeah, and and like a case I made on Twitter was well Montez Ford right, and he gets to work Friday and, it, and he gets to spend all day Saturday supporting Bianca instead of worrying about yeah. his match. Right. I mean, so, I mean, that's to me, that's a positive to come out of that. But it gets, gets to enjoy WrestleMania. Yeah. And, um, uh, but for me, uh, look, let me jump in here. I got okay. you. And that's cool. And that's important, especially for spouses. I get it. But for a wrestler, the entire point of you wanting to be a wrestler in the WWE is to wrestle at WrestleMania. Now, I'm okay with the situation only because it makes the WrestleMania SmackDown important. Because otherwise, SmackDown would be a clip show. Oh, so yeah. it makes that show important. However, I'm not with that whole, well, they're happy they're missing. No wrestler is ever happy they're missing WrestleMania. That's oh, the no. point. Now, no. also, I don't know what the pace structure is now with the network and with there not being a proper pay-per-view um payout like it used to be because you when you used to buy the pay-per-views there was a specific bonus you got for being on a pay-per-view which is why it was such a big deal when everybody got on the show because they got their wrestlemania bonus which for some people was like six months worth of money i don't know if it's the same anymore so if it's that, not the same that, anymore that's why neville left the company it's 100 he, he didn't get his bonus because he was in the cruiserweights and did the pre-show which wasn't on the dvd which didn't count for the bonus facts so i don't know if that's changed i don't know what that structure is so maybe if that's not a thing anymore maybe it is i'm gonna take this break and enjoy the show but i know if i was mustafa ali right if i was jeff hardy if i was the street prophets who the entire structure of their characters is built around fans hell they used to go to the crowd to the ring i would be really pissed now not angry in the sense of this is fucked up, but angry in the sense of, man, I missed out. Mustafa Ali put on Twitter uh, yesterday, I believe it was, uh, yesterday being Tuesday, sorry guys, this is the time, that um, once again, the goal was to be WrestleMania, and he missed out. Um, he said, I'm not going to bitch, I'm not going to complain, I'm going to focus on next year. He shouldn't have to, because that man has had a hell of an amazing year, and once again, he's missed. Now, I'm a, I'm the guy that says WrestleMania should have everybody on the show. I don't care about an eight-hour eight show. That don't bother me because it's once a year. I get the reasons why people don't want it. I respect that, and I'm completely cool with that too. But, yeah, I don't, that argument about they might be happy they off don't mean nothing to me. Okay, well, that's, that's one specific case. Um, now, no I, don't, no, I don't think any of them are happy. No, I don't think they're happy to be off the show. I wouldn't. I shouldn't say that, except except for Montez, because Mon, he gets again. He gets to spend the day watching and supporting his wife in the biggest match of her career, right? So he's a special case. The rest of them, no, I'm sure. No, they're not happy to, to not be on the show. I'm sure Bailey and Charlotte are not happy to not be on the show. Um, 
and, and you know, and, um, hell, I mean, Brock Lesnar even would probably rather things be normal so he could come here and do this, right? As much as he doesn't like being around people, right? (laughs) He liked that paycheck, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the people who aren't on the show, no, they are not happy at all. Again, except for the the one case. But as a fan, just from... Now, and for me, I don't mind the, the seven or eight hour thing either because you don't have to sit there and watch the whole seven or eight hours. You can get up and you know, go do stuff and come back or whatever. Um, but I've gotten used to these Thunderdome pay-per-views where we get in and we get out before 10. So, <laughs> and that has been, if there's been one positive in the COVID era, well, there's, there's some other positives, but one of the big positives is that the pay-per-views, like I said, we, we, we get out before 10 on pay-per-view night. WWE pay-per-views have been efficient. Absolutely efficient. Got the job done quick time. Yeah, and and you know what? And and that makes it that makes it easier also when it's when it's a B or C pay-per-view as far as in terms of importance. Right? I mean, ain't nobody trying to be up to almost midnight watching Backlash. Hey, okay. Well- Look, I'm well. I'm well, I'm I'm an obsessive idiot because I I don't mind. I'm well, I'm the fool that'll watch that. Okay, well I should say well I well I kind of oh, am. You right, you right. Most people, you right. I am not most people. Yes. Generally speaking, and the difference between a lot of people enjoying a pay per view and not enjoying it is that extra hour, right? <laughs> it, it makes a difference, right? I mean, what what is an okay pay per view? that you might have complained about the next day because it was on till 1130. If it's over by 10, then if it was just okay, then it's no big deal. Okay. okay. So, so, if I may jump in here real quick. Okay. I, one last thing I want to I wanna touch on before we uh, take a break here, pay some bills and all this good stuff. Um, WrestleMania. I want to get both of you guys' thoughts and your Final opinions on one: Do you think the two night WrestleMania should stay going forward? Two: What would be the perfect WrestleMania in your eyes? Not I'm not asking you to book a WrestleMania match by match. I'm just saying the perfect idea of a WrestleMania to you. Um, Max, go ahead, brother. Okay, so for me, regarding the 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 two day WrestleMania, I I think. WWE uh, are going to keep it because I think it strangles um, the the kind of mini economy that comes up around WrestleMania. And if WWE can can uh, can basically envelop as much of that audience and as much of that uh, economy as they can and draw in all that money, I mean, if you can sell out an arena or a stadium two nights in a row, you're going to do it. Um, so I think we might see regular uh, WrestleManias over two nights. Um, and in terms of a, a perfect WrestleMania, for me, I think when you get to Royal Rumble and when you get to Elimination Chamber, I think you don't have that that last pay-per-view. You let the stories breathe. Um, you, you let them percolate. And I think that would... That for me would work better. Will that happen? Probably not, because it's all about keeping that that, that money coming in. Uh, but for me, I think 
you just need to you need to have the time to be invested in the matches rather than just watching them because they are matches with two wrestlers that you're really impressed with. Uh, I like the I like, as I've got older, I like the storyline. Um, and I like to kind of get emotionally invested in a match rather than just saying, oh, this here is the biggest wrestling show in the world. We're just going to throw this match on for you. And that that doesn't grab me as much as, as like the, the, the Roman Reigns storyline. That's been a, such a well-told story. The, the Bobby Lashley storyline, so well-told. Um, and it gets you invested. But then you get... Um, Matt Riddle and Sheamus just thrown together haphazardly. It's going to be a good match, but I don't have that connection with it. Where up? Okay. Um, so the two night thing. Um, oh boy. I think the problem with the two night thing is logistically because when I mean it's doable now because you're at limited capacity. But asking people, asking 80,000 people to spend for two nights of tickets is a bit taller order. Um, and, and I've talked to people on Twitter who have said that, you know, that well, if it's two nights, I can't do two nights just because of money and all of that. So that's fair. That's fair. Um, so I think, again, yeah, I mean, I think the logistics of doing two nights at full capacity is, I just don't think it's a thing that can, it's going to work. And, you know, I just, yeah. Now, as far as me, the perfect WrestleMania, one, we need more women's matches. Like this year, we're going to have, um, this year, so we're going to have four in total. And that's because the women's tag team titles is being decided over two nights. Um, there need to be more women's matches because, they, well, they just do, right? I mean, because, I mean, women's matches are still kind of rationed out, right? I mean, like, we get, you know, if we, we get two on TV and then, or we might get one match in a big segment on TV and then, you know, you get two or three on a pay-per-view and then at WrestleMania we get four out of, what, 12 matches or 14 and I mean, there need to be more women's matches, all right? Um, just like, I mean, because there really isn't a, like a non-title feud kind of scene for women, for the women's division, there really isn't one. There's no right? main card. They can't book yeah. a main card for the women. Well, they can, they don't. I mean, they, okay. Sure, uh, sure. I mean, they, they choose not to. All right, doesn't mean... And in the, I mean, in the past they've had some non-title feuds, but things have. And but part of this, again, I'll put this on fans, especially on Twitter. We have made everything title or bust. We we've made everything main event or bust, to where we devalue like Cesaro. Cesaro is one of the best tag team wrestlers of the last ten years. He's won all these tag team championships with different partners. He's been in a lot of really good matches. He's been really entertaining for the past ten years. And yet you have people who just completely devalue all of that because he didn't get a two-month world title reign. Okay. And this is one of my little soapboxes I get on, okay? I mean, because we completely devalue... we Because, so you know, Twitter is so main event-centric and so title-centric 
that anything other than that is just devalued for people. And And it's instant gratification centric. And I think that's for me, that's the biggest issue. Yeah. And and so when we talk about these people being characters, um, because I'm how many times like, well, they need to put the belts on so-and-so. And And my first question is why, Mm -hmm. why? And then then what happens when they do that? The the internet community, they want somebody else to be in that position. Well, then that's always question number two. Like, okay, well, well they win it, then what? Mm-hmm. Like, are they supposed to just keep it forever so you can be happy forever or what? I mean, but anyway. Um, so for me, a, a perfect WrestleMania would have more women's matches. Um, there's no reason now why you can't, why half the card can't be women's matches. All right. And honestly, the women's side, the, the individual women are more unique from person to person than the men are. And that's across wrestling in general, right? I mean, way too many male wrestlers now are just kind of create a wrestler indie guy from the moves they do to the, the stuff they wear and everything. I mean, the women's side of professional wrestling is far more varied and unique and whatnot as it is. So every company should have more women's matches because right now the, the women's side are generally more creative with what they do. So I would have more women's matches. And as far as like the build, because that was the original topic here. I mean, they used to have the whole card set for like a month and a half before. So I'm thinking like way back to like WrestleMania five or, and even WrestleMania two, like, like they would have every match announced for over a month in advance. But you can't, I mean, to me, this is, you know, we got a short attention span generation here. And, you know, for spending the whole two months or two and a half or, you know, knowing all 12 matches and then paying attention for the full time, like you said, it makes the, it would make the TV not matter because. We'll be like with KO and Sammy, right? Because, look, they have they have a long story together. and. It's on site for them, unless it's one of the rare times where they're not mad at each other. If that match had been announced in the first week of February, you know, we'd be sitting there wondering, well, since it's on site with them anyway, they could have settled this back in March. <laughs> I mean, so to me, you know, building for the total two months is it's getting more and more difficult. And I mean, they know little there's some tricks you can do. Like you can delay the rumble winners making their decision to me. That's, I mean, I think that worked for the thing with edge because we, we legit did not know who he was going to challenge. And then when he, when he came out there at the chamber and speared Roman and just pointed at the sign, that was, a that was, you know, that was a plus right there. And so I think that helps like the rumble winner picking who they're going to challenge doing that too early ends up just well i think it's not the best idea now i think you need to put some suspense into it and drag it out a bit and um yeah and then um other than that i mean it's just you know like i said more women's matches make sure all the titles are defended um 
think I, I think I tend to agree with you on. I'm, I definitely agree with you on the women's matches for sure. Yeah. Um, there's no reason we can't have more women's stories and better women's stories. We have enough women over both shows, or all three shows, if we're honest, over all four shows, if we're honest. The fact that Walter was able to come over for takeover, but Kaylee Ray couldn't doesn't really sit great in my craw. Um, I'm cool with the two week with the two day mania, but I would wonder how that that would make mania week because of takeover and the Hall of Fame in future years. I don't know how that would work logistically because it's already a stretch to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Now it would be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I don't know about that. We'll see. Um, but uh, ultimately, yeah, man, I, I just want to, I want a sensibly booked mania with a surprise here or there with a celebrity and with a very, if you, if you can entertain me, if you can give me a great entertaining story filled match at the beginning and at the end, you can fill the middle, you can fill the middle with the rest of the stuff. But that's, I think, because those are the parts you remember more than anything is what happens at the beginning. That's me. But I'm not hard to please when it comes to wrestling. So that's the main thing I want. But I do, I do think for sure we need more women's matches. It's a great point. Um, we need to take a break because we got bills to pay because if y'all can't see this on, on the screen, but I got to pay for my fancy new headphones. <laughs> you know, this is, this is my Seth Rollins drip. This is my WrestleMania, uh, my new WrestleMania all-white outfit. So while we take this break, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash the chair shot. Go buy some shirts. Go uh, get all the stuff you can get. Get them soft style. Check your boys out. Go uh, anything you, all that money you spend goes to continuing to make great content for you. And it helps give Mags a home when he can finally get adopted. So, remember, <laughs> twofold. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So, gents, uh, we spoke a little about WrestleMania. I'm going to tell you now, I refuse to do a WrestleMania preview on the show. 
because everybody doing it, and I'm probably going to end up doing it on another show I, I, that I may be asked to be on later on. Uh, but, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, Rob is booked, like, the, Rob is booked this week like the dude who's about to get caught up to WrestleMania, to WWE, and he's got, like, 55 different bookings <laughs> in, like, three nights. Now, for those of you who know me, you know that I am one of the biggest NXT marks walking the, the planet. Max likes it. Ah. I'm a mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we want to do here is, 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 is you're, it's going to make sense when you guys hear it all together. We're going to preview night one of Stand and Deliver, and then we're going to come back and record ourselves after Stand and Deliver, and we're going to tell you if we were right or wrong, we're right. Get... exactly. So, but since we got Rob with on us with, on with us right now, I want him to join in in, in too. And uh, we don't got to be too long with this. We can kind of knock it out pretty quickly. But I do want your opinions. So this is just night one. I always go from the bottom of the card to the top. So the first match I have listed for night one of NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver Wednesday night on on USA Network is. The battle for the best technical wrestler in the world. <laughs> you have the Bruiserweight Pete Dunne versus Shida. Uh, let's go with our let's go with our guest Rob. Who you got? What you think? Okay, rooting for Kushida, but I think Pete's going to get it. Max. Yep. Um. This is, I mean, I'm going to contradict myself saying about matches with no build. This has oh, literally this no cool. build. But, <laughs> yeah, but I'll let this one slide. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Pete Dunn gets it. He's, he's looking like he's probably in line for a title shot very, very soon. Uh, but the winner is the fans. Uh, but Pete Dunn wins the actual match. One of these old days, because she'd have got to get a big win, right? One day? <laughs> Maybe, hopefully, it's not Wednesday though. Be done with. <laughs> All right, the Gauntlet Eliminator match for the for the winner faces John John Gargano. He's grown now. He's no, he's not Johnny. He's John for the NXT North American Championship on night two. Now, this is a, a Gauntlet match between six people. The first participant in the match will be Leon Ruff. Number two will be Isaiah Swerve Scott. Number three will be the colossal Bronson Reed. Number four will be my favorite wrestler in NXT right now, Mr. The Money Man. Number five will be Dexter Loomis. And number six will be L.A. Knight. Gentlemen. We'll flip it this time, Max. What you who you, what you think? Who you got? Okay, uh, this is fairly easy for me to to predict. Don't uh, do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And Swerve still got business to to sort. That that, that ain't gonna end today. Uh, well, yesterday. Um, um, La Nat and Bronson Reed. That looks like a story that's brewing. 
Cameron Grimes, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. This storyline he's got with the money is working brilliantly for him. It's got to be, it's got to be the, the creepy one. It's got to be Dexter Loomis. Yeah, mate. Go ahead, Rob. He's pissed yeah, Lo- Loomis is the favorite usually because Loomis has, I mean, he's got the thing going with John. So, mm. I mean, and with Indy, and that that's just, that part <laughs> is just hilarious. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Wrestling Loomis. <laughs> yeah, and um, so I mean, I I think it's he's the obvious favorite, and if for some reason it's not him, I think it'll be Bronson Reed. Now, my my dream scenario would be for Bronson Reed to win and him to do Johnny like Ultimate Warrior did the Honky Tonk Man, just come out there and run him over. <laughs> 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 That would okay. be a hilarious flip because Johnny Gargano kicks out of a shotgun to the face. So that yeah. would be hilarious. Um, you, 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 So look, y'all right. Loomis is going to win. I'm not happy about it. I'm, I don't hate Dexter Loomis. I think he's actually fantastic. However, however, the other five men in this match? Stars. Like, I, and we've seen Loomis and Gargano four, five, six times already. But you're right. You're right. This is going to be Loomis. Um, going to be a great match, though, I think, because it has too many elements in it to not be great. Mm-hmm. Um, you have What's the movie that... Is that Boys in the Hood that starts off, y'all want to see a dead body? Is that, that, yeah. is that Boys in the Hood? Yeah. Y'all want to see a dead body? Because we got the NXT UK Championship with Walter Nick <laughs> 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 against Tommaso Ciampa. Now, hold on. Before I give the floor to y'all, I need you to understand that I have long said that the only man in my life I will ever call daddy is Tommaso Ciampa. I love that man with a burning passion. He gonna die. He gonna die. Like, not he is going to die. He, space, gone, space, die. Period. (laughs) Exclamation point. Go ahead, Rob. Okay, so, I mean, I think... it's going to go, I think it's going to be even for a little bit, but then there's going to come a point where Walter takes over and it's going to end up like, like your man, uh, Dragunov did where it looked like a shoot murder. Put that man out for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, that was something else. And I think we're going to get another version of that here. Speaking of Dragunov, I'm glad you brought that up as I give this to you, Mags. Because we talk all this talk about Walter killing folk, and Walter is a real-life murderer. Don't get it twisted. But Walter <laughs> sells like a monster for these small dudes. He sold for Dragunov. He sold for A-Kid. He sold for Cole. He sold for Devlin. He sells for everybody. For, yeah, for, too, my God, yeah. He, he sold that. his ass off for Tyler Bate. So Chompa going to get his work in. And don't forget, we ain't seen, seen Tim Thatcher in about three or four weeks. So, and that for me is the kicker. I think we're going to see Walter just caving Champa's chest in, and then we're going to see Timothy Thatcher come out, look like he's making the save, and he's going to join Imperium and he's going to turn on on Big Tommy. So Walter takes the win, and Champa takes an ass whipping. <laughs> Hey, that boy New Jack said he had how many justifiable kills on his record? <laughs> he ain't got as many as Walter. <laughs> okay, now let's get to maybe the most fun match of the night. I, I am all for 
the Cruiserweight Championship on night two being a ladder match because it's a unification. But boy, if you would have gave me the NXT Tag Team Championships in the ladder match, you might you might have had the best best show of the year. Nonetheless, all due respect to the governor, Danny Birch, we got the vacant NXT Tag Team Championships on the line between MSK, between the grizzled young veterans, and between Legato, Del Fantasma. Go ahead, Matt. Okay, I mean, I've got to give props to uh, NXT um, with the injury um, to um, Lorcan and and the the fact that they they've been able to book this this match and this this has the potential to steal the whole night for me. This is going to be an absolutely outstanding match, but I've got to go with my boys, the grizzled young veterans. They can't Said it wrong. Keep... Nope. No. Say it right. <laughs> grizzled. Young veterans, um, soon to be. Yeah, not so, very, very soon to be number one. Um, yeah, it's too late. Since you popped out of nowhere, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I live like twenty-five miles away from Liverpool. Liverpool's in the black country. What? It, it, <laughs> no, it, it's got to be. There can only be so long you can run with this kind of soon-to-be number one without... Uh, these guys have done the time. They've, they've worked. It's about time that they got the towel. And then having MSK chase them after that, banging. Great feud. Love it. Thanks. Rob, go ahead, brother. Yeah, I think... I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I think the story here is for the grizzled young vets to win this one and for MSK to chase. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's where I think that's where you go as far as the story. And I think they're going to do it. Look, I, I love the, the grizzled young guys. Those guys are great, man. I love those guys. You said it wrong, too, but you're not British, oh. so I'll give you a pat. Um, <laughs> for the record, y'all, y'all ready for a hot take? Go ahead. All right. I'm giving y'all at home a chance to sit down. Oh. In the entire world, the grizzled young veterans are the best tag team walking God's green right now. Oh. Hmm. Yes. Come spicy. see me about that. I'm yeah. about that a lot. Come on. Gorillas. 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 Better that no, they're better than GLD. They're better oh. than GLD. You are yes. canceled. Now you yo, are don't get canceled. me wrong. Hold on. Because my show, my personal show of the Outsider's Edge, we give all <laughs> deference to the tongue. I don't want to die because the tongue has got as many justifiable deaths <laughs> as Walter does. I don't want that smoke. However, respectfully, Mr. Tonka, respectfully, Mr. Loa, the grizzled young vets are the best tag team in the world right now. And they have, they have long needed to be crowned. I think this is their time. I love what you guys said, and I agree. Vets win, the MSK chases, and Wesley continues to be the most overdue in wrestling right now. Watch that boy while out. Um... We just spoke about at WrestleMania how the women need bigger and better platforms and more. Well, big ups to Triple H, even though there's only two women's matches on a 10-match card. Okay, we'll get there. But night one of, of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver will be, def- will be main evented by the NXT Women's Championship between the Josie Judas herself by the way, Joshi Judas, Joshi Judas is the greatest thing Mauro Ronaldo ever contributed to wrestling. <laughs> Let 
Joshi Judas defense. <laughs> Joshi Judas defends against maybe the biggest, baddest chick we've seen since Beth Phoenix. And that's Raquel Gonzalez. With the captain, Dakota Kai, by her gentleman, Mr. Burnett. You got Dakota. No, I'm not Dakota. Uh, you got Raquel. Or you got EO. Okay, now I'm really, I'm looking forward to this match because look, the ladies in NXT are all very good, but in a lot of ways, the ring work, the ring style is very similar between a lot of them. I mean, and that's not to say they all do the exact same moves, but it's just, it's the same kind of vibe watching, whether it's Dakota or Candice and and some of the other ones. You know, and, and so for me, this is actually, this is a different matchup because Raquel is a big girl and she wrestles like a big girl. And this isn't going to be the kind of indie style work rate kind of match. And for me, I'm looking forward to it because of that. Because, I mean, Eels, for me, Eels defensive title matches, they've been, they've all been good. But out of all, and all of them, I, when it's over, I'm just kind of like, okay, well, that was, that was good and all, but, you know. Okay. Um, to me, this is a chance to, you know, because she's going to get ragdolled a little bit, and that hasn't happened to her. And it's a different kind of fight she has to have against Raquel Gonzalez. It's not going to be the roll around and flips and stuff. Like, she's going to have to, like, fight for her life in this match. And it's going to be a different style of match. And, look, and it's not going to be for the work rate marks. Right, it's not. But I'm looking forward to it personally because I mean, you know, I just we need more big people wrestling. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean and we need and we need more big people who wrestle like big people. All right. Raquel and that's every since and ever since the word Raquel is a hoss. She you're right. Yeah. She wrestles she walks like a hoss, she talks like a hoss, she wrestles like a hoss. Facts. Yeah, and she has come like in just one year. For her to come this far is like huge because I mean a year ago when she first came out there and helped Dakota, she she was very much a just you know stand behind Dakota and occasionally do something right and she's come a long way in just one year and that gives me some real hope for our man almost I'm hoping for the same thing with him but you know it's for WrestleMania when we're talking about NXT but I'm hoping for that with him so. I'm looking for. I'm really looking forward to this because I just want to see a different kind of. I want to see a different kind of women's match in NXT than what we usually get, and we we just haven't had that for a long time. And I, so I'm looking forward to it. Max, who's going to win? I didn't say who's going to win. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Pick, yeah, make your pick. Yeah. Um. I will. Okay. On the last. I was on with my and DJ last week, and we made predictions, and I kind of weaseled out of it. So <laughs> can't do it on well, this bro. Because it's one of those if they if they're thinking this, they might do this. Um, man, I'm gonna go over Kel because here's the, I mean, although I think look, I mean, and then it's it's easy to think that well, EO loses, she'll go up to Raw or SmackDown. I 
don't have particularly high hopes for her there. I think she is more suited to be an NXT lifer. Um, but I think in this case, I think Raquel is going to win. Now, EO might get it back before, and then Raquel moves on, but I think I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and pick Raquel to win here. Big fish. Okay. I mean, I sat and listened to all that, and I loved every point that, that Rob made there. You know what's coming. No, I honestly, I do. I think I like uh, Raquel. Question, okay, it's coming. I <laughs> no, I think Raquel is an absolute breath of fresh air. Um, she's like Rob said. She, there's not enough representation of big, powerful horses in in WWE, especially. Um, the one caveat that I didn't quite agree with is um, is him thinking that. EO is going to be an NXT laugher. I don't think so. I think she goes up to main roster. I think over this weekend, we have two NXT stars going to main roster. One is EO Shirai. Um, she, uh, uh, maybe we have to mention that on, on the next show. Okay. I think I know what he's talking about, but when you're finished, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have to say something there. Say, say it off finish. air. Say it off air because that's what we call the tease. We'll, we'll okay. tease that. So for me, uh, there's a built-in storyline straight after this for Raquel and Dakota Car with her being jealous. Uh, EO, for me, has done all that she needs to do in NXT. Uh, if she did keep the title, what else is there to do? She's beat everybody else. If she did, they could do the, the, the loss and chase back. That would still be fun. But again, if she won the title back, what else is there for her to do? Um, for me, I think Raquel would be like a, a kind of like a, a changing of the guard. And uh, for that reason, I pick Raquel. Okay. So there's two reasons why Raquel's the answer. Two reasons. First reason is because the story calls for it. Because the last time they hooked up in a match, Raquel beat her. War games. Right? So, but the other reason is, and this is a little more insider baseball, but if not Raquel, then they put up a list of everybody that she's beaten, EO, and it is extensive. It's Charlotte, it's Rhea, it's Tegan, it's Dakota, it's like everybody. Sasha, she's beaten everybody. Candice LeRae like 17 times in a row, I think. She didn't pin Charlotte, though. She did not pin Charlotte. Okay. Uh, right. she, the, look, you're right. However, the match shows victory over Charlotte. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez, like everybody got this work. So if not Raquel, then who? That's my only question. But I think this is the perfect time to crown a new champ. I think Raquel is ready. You said it perfectly, Rob. She has grown so much in a little over a year. So much. I think it's time. And let me just say, um, with her as champion, you get a, and then just going back to what I was saying about things being just for me too similar with the women there. I mean, as great as they all are in the ring, um, it, to me, it's just a it, you you get a different style of matches for the next few months with you know the women fighting against Raquel than you do fighting against EO, and so for me, just the prospect of the next few months having just a different style of match 
is something to look forward to also out of this. Agreed. Agree completely. And it's going to be fun to see EO wrestle from underneath for the first time in a year or whatever it is. Um, NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver. It will be Wednesday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Correct Time, a.k.a. Central. And whatever time it is, British, uh, British Standard what, Black what, Country Time. What? 1 a.m. Yeah. So so have fun with that, Max, for that post-show. <laughs> I've, um, got, I've got NXT 1 and 2 and then WrestleMania 1 and 2. Eight, 1 a.m. starts all the way across the board. <laughs> the WWE loves their, their European fans. They love them. No, they don't. <laughs> they can't stand us. They absolutely can't stand us. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get out of here, and mind you, when I say get out of here, we're not done because you're going to hear another break and that will be us again with the post show. But we want to thank Rob for coming on for this portion. Appreciate you, brother. Um, Always pleasure. And Yeah, man. And uh, I want you to tell them where, you can, where they can find you. Because like you said, you have a lot of stuff going on this week. Talk your talk. Okay. So... You can find me on Twitter at R-B-O-N-N-E-1. And you can find me. Yeah, and I got my other Twitter account now also. It's called uh, Genius Content. Genius underscore content. And that's where I've started posting like YouTube stuff that I do and some other things. Um, I write stuff for the chairshot.com. I occasionally show up on Share shot radio in various places. Uh, you can also find me on the Mindless Musings podcast with my friend DJ and my man Jason. We talk wrestling stuff a lot too. And I have my own podcast, the Rob the Genius podcast. Ray has been on there a few times. Okay. So you can find me there also. And um, is that everywhere? Um, I think for this week, that's everywhere that's important. <laughs> you, can find, you can also find Rob. Wrestling AR Fox at Bloodsport on Saturday night. You can right. find. And, and I'm, I'm going to Bloodsport, then GCW, then, well, there's no Supercar Honor this week, but I'm going to find some other places to go. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then when it's over, let's see, what can I do when it's over? Uh, sign, that, sign that contract? Sign I'm going to I'm, I'm find Dave Meltzer and challenge him to shoot fight out of the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> you do that, let me know, because I will record that bad boy for free. <laughs> um, no, I appreciate you, man. I do. I really do. Um, like I said, you'll get more of this. You, you'll hear us after the break. So we're not going to give our goodbyes and whatnot, because you're going to get way too much of us coming up in a few minutes. Um, but remember, first and foremost, before we take this break, that everything you're about to hear I want you to know how wrong... Well, no, we had the same answers, damn it. So never mind. I was going to say you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all picked exactly the same. Uh, so NFC uh, yes, we did. NFC yep. are going to switch on us. We're going to get... Oh, we're going to go 0-5. So you t- yeah, yeah, Tommaso Champ is going to be the, the, the <laughs> big bad of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 1-4 then. We may go one and four. <laughs> oh man. 
there, there, what does what Dudley used to say? There's only three things guaranteed in this world. Death, taxes, and not the Dudleys, but Walter killing folk. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take a break. Enjoy the wonderful dulcet tones of Mr. Velvet Pipe himself, Mr. Chris Black. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Let me tell you something. Uh... In, in in actual real time, it's been a, about a day since we recorded. You're gonna get this within a, within a matter of minutes. Mm-hmm. I need to explain to you how charged up I am right now. Okay. I am I am so charged up because, as you guys know, I am one of the world's biggest NXT marks, and I just watched a flawless show. Is that what the take? Is that the takeaway from the takeover that you're taking? I think it was outstanding. It. It absolutely nailed it for me. Uh, and I want to, I mentioned something to you uh, way before we started recording about um, my energy levels. And if you remember from earlier in this recording, but yesterday really, um, props to Rob as well. I've got to give uh, shout outs to Rob. Uh, he brought the topic and it was absolutely a banger. But I said um, that this was the kind of the, the least enthused I've been about a WrestleMania and then it would take the NXT pay-per-view to, to get me hyped up. And it, it hasn't. Something else got me hyped up instead. I watched uh, the Hall of Fame's, Halls of Fame, and one particular speech got me hyped for WrestleMania. I know what it is. Holly Holly. Yep. Her speech was absolutely amazing. The way she... I mean, I love Molly Holly. I don't think she gets enough uh, recognition for the, the the groundbreaking work that she did in a time when women's wrestling was just tits and ass, where it was just an afterthought. She fought hard to get women's championship matches on WrestleMania. And the the stuff she did behind the scenes, helping Beth Phoenix get uh, uh, get into into wrestling by paying for her tuition, uh, all the the work that she did with all the the women you see now, they can run because she walked it in the first place. And her speech was so so good. The way that she didn't take any kind of a, she just didn't take any plaudits for herself. She was giving to the very last talking about the the backstage crew and 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 the the unspoken heroes yeah and that, just watching that a big massive uh, lump in my throat and molly holly got me heart for wrestlemania this year good shout man i actually i, I joked with you that i wasn't going to actually watch it it's going to have it mm-hmm. on in the background you no know, i paid attention to both shows yes. and they were really good I'm I love the, I love the way they do as well. I mean, I normally like the uh, the inductor inductors and they like their stories, but the way that they did this, I loved it. it. The focus was on the people going in. I thought it was a really well well done show. Took the words right out of my mouth. I think this might be a format that might work for women. Mm-hmm. I, I I can see maybe the the headliner getting maybe a intro. 
or maybe the Warrior Award winner getting an intro, but but just the way they did it, the induction, the the introduction should and the induction should be the video package, mm-hmm. and then let them have the moment. And mm-hmm. uh, not to not to harp on past Hall of Fames that's gone four, five, six hours, but it was cool to get two of them done in three hours. Mm-hmm. That yeah. felt good too. Yeah, it did. Um, hey, but you know. This was kind of the hook of this of this year, right? WrestleMania week is literally a week from Monday to the next Tuesday. Yep. So a lot of people weren't too enthused with Monday Night Raw. That's cool. Whatever. I think the Hall of Fame knocked it out the park. Mm-hmm. And we are reviewing a show that we previewed to see how wrong we got it. <laughs> and then we're gonna oh, we got it wrong. <laughs> well, we were too. Well, we, we, got- we were too for two. We're batting over 500, so, you know, in in the American world, real baseball, not that cricket stuff y'all got over there, but real baseball, you're batting over five, 500, you're like a superstar. Um, so let's go through this card real quick, um, get some thoughts on it. I, again, I'm charged up. I'm so charged up. Um, and I want to shout out the pre-show because Zoe Stark faced Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. They believe in Zoe Stark because they didn't put her against everybody in like a month and a half. Yeah, and she finally got the win here. She certainly did, and and for me, I I, I think it just epitomised how disappointed I've been with Tony Storm in this kind of uh, the comeback to NXT that she's had. Um, I think she just doesn't seem to be the Tony Storm that took. The NXT by storm in the in the May Young Classic, and then went on to to do good stuff in NXT UK. I think maybe she's lost a step or something, or maybe she's just not not. I don't know whether she's not feeling it. But props to Zoe Zoe Stark. She she looks like she wants it. She looks like um like a like a, a normal person. She she doesn't look like um kind of like uh, an over the top character. She looks like a person who has worked hard to get where they are. And no doubt that they all have worked hard to get where they are. That's not the point I'm making. The point is she looks like an every every man kind of person. And yeah, I was it was so good to her see see her get that big win. I mean, she's come so close so many times, and it was cool to see that. A lot of the newer crop of the women are like that. I want to throw a special shout out to. Angela, aka AQA, aka Zyda Ray, something. I, I don't remember the actual name they gave her, but it's out there. You know how they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's she's from the South, from Mississippi, trained at Booker T School and killed it. And she she just she just uh, had her debut last week on uh, t- on NXT, mm-hmm. and she's fantastic too. But there's a lot of those. I guess the women have finally caught up to the men on the indies to the point where now they're just really good wrestlers and we can build the characters instead of how it used to be. You had to be a character and then you learn to wrestle. <laughs> um, quick question about Tony Storm. Do you possibly think what she went through a couple years ago, that uh, in, that in, intrusion of her privacy maybe kind of took a step away from her mentally? Because, yeah, she doesn't seem like the same person since she came back. Yeah, I mean, I, 
Um, it, it's possible. It's possible that that's still like playing uh, in the back of a man, and she's not able to kind of like let herself go a hundred percent into into the character. Um, but I, I, I think it's more the time off, the the fact that she wasn't in NXT UK. Um, she she was in like limbo almost, where she wasn't able to work. In, yeah, kind of. Uh, and it's and it may be taking her a while to to kind of get back into that groove. Um, but she's still young. What she's twenty four years old, something like that. She's got a whole life ahead of her, um, sure. and she she's still going to be a huge star. Um, I think she's going to need a lot of building up now after losing to essentially back to back EO then then uh, Zoe. Um, but it, it's certainly doable. She's main roster bound. She's got to be. Mm-hmm. She's built for. Yeah. She's. A, she was always built for the main roster to begin with. Um, because the character kind of fit. She's not a great wrestler, but she's a good wrestler, which transfers better on a more entertainment show, whereas NXT is a more of a work rate show. Feel like she'll do better there. But shout out to Zoe, shout out to Tony, shout out to them getting time and working a really fun match. Speaking of working a great match, the battle for the so called best technical wrestler in the world. You got Pete Dunn. And you have my guy, Mr. Kushida. Now, um, full context. Flat tells me all the time that, that whatever you don't tell the crowd, they don't have to know. I like to be honest. I fell asleep right before this match started. So, you know, I'm working on British summertime, apparently. Uh, so, how much of the match did you actually catch? I saw the I saw Pete Dunne's intro, entrance, and I saw Kushida start to come out, and next thing you know... <laughs> wow! Wow! Um, I, I woke up as the as the as the um, the Gauntlet Eliminator started coming as Leon Ruff came out because I remember missed, his music waking me up. You missed the whole match. The beauty of having Peacock and DVRs, I got it recorded. On, I got it on both mm-hmm. platforms, so I'll go back and rewatch it. But I want to give you the floor, and hey, have as much fun as you want with this match. Yeah, I mean, this was. It was everything that you expected it would be. Uh, technical wrestling. There was a, a a little bit of chain wrestling at the beginning, not quite on the levels of say RVD and Jerry Lynn, but certainly uh, trying to like show their their technical skill. Um, there were a lot of block kicks and a lot of um, uh, finger manipulation things like that. Um, Kashida uh, did a, a super hoverboard from. Uh, the 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 top of the, the 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 ring post onto the k onto the mat. Um, there was a, a lot of um, um, Kushida almost playing heel, kind of like when the really? when the yeah when the um, Pete Dunne was reaching for the ropes, Kushida wasn't letting the letting the uh, hole go. He was catching Pete just before he could. Uh, uh, Get uh, the submission uh, just before I could get to the ropes to to tighten up the submission. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really fun, entertaining match. Um, but we got the result that we what we expected to get. Pete done. Uh, it's clear that he, especially Triple H, has got big things in in mind for Pete Dunne. Um It's a bit of a shame because uh, Kashida. Uh, we we know him from New Japan, where he was essentially the ace of the of the uh, junior heavyweight division, and it 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 seems he fell into that typical NXT trap of when they bring in a new star that comes in with a lot of harp, 
they they let let him break down first before they build him back up. We saw it with uh, Damian Priest. We saw it with Keith Lee, uh, where they lost a lot of matches, lost all that heart they got from coming into NXT to build it up as, as NXT happened. I'm sure we'll get that with Kushida. I don't think he's just there to make up numbers. He's, he's clearly someone who... Uh, who should be winning winning um, uh, titles in, in yeah. NXT? Definitely. Uh, I'm so I'm sure that'll come. But Pete Dunne, great, great. I mean, great match by both guys. But Pete Dunne, probably uh, a very worthy winner. I'm really interested in the possibility of maybe a heel Kushida. I know ever since he came back from uh, whatever happened when Dream did whatever he did to him in the ring. And he came back, which has been maybe six to nine months now. Mm-hmm. And he's had a bit of a more vicious An edge. Yeah. yeah. But call me, forgive me if I'm wrong. I know I'm not the most knowledgeable New Japan guy. Shout out to Josh and Jeremy from, from Keeping It Strong Style if they're listening. Uh, has Kushida ever played the heel? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I mean, I'm, I've only been a, a New Japan fan for the last, what, four or five years. Um, so I don't know him of him as a heel. He was always like almost that super white meat baby face. Ricky um, Steamboat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. So it'll be interesting to see if he, if he how well he plays a heel then. Hmm. Food for thought. And that may be what he needs. And mm-hmm. it's that's the WWE trope. A lot of these tropes you guys believe, that's the actual one, is mm-hmm. for some reason, guys got to go cricket like Denzel did in training day to get the recognition. Maybe that's what it is for Kushida. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of another guy like that, going into the Gauntlet Eliminator, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Let me tell you, if you're listening to me, Swerve, cut the check. Mm-hmm. You earned your check tonight. That man may be the most underrated human being walking that locker room in NXT. And, uh, and another one along the same lines as, as the Keith Lee along the Damian Priest came into NXT with a lot of harp. I mean, people were clamoring for this guy to be at the top straight away. And what, it's been there now nearly a year and he's finally getting that little bit of a push and proving that why he is one of the best in the world. Longer than a year, bro, because I believe he was in a Cruiserweight Classic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so he's been there at least two. Um, Gala Eliminator, though. First uh, was Leon Ruff, as I told you guys, because his music woke me up. I love his <laughs> little music, by the way. Um, so Leon and Swerver first, first and second. Uh, Big Didn't Boy even season. make it to the ring. Didn't even make it to the ring before they started beating each other up. That's on site, bro. That's beef <laughs> on site. And yes. I love the fact I and you kind of got the first hint of it with the Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano feud. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that um you know, Ruff reminds me of that little that little guy that you know that everybody loves, but always feels like he has to prove himself, so he's like yeah. angry for no reason. The the Kevin Hart of wrestling. Oh boy. That's gonna that's gonna stick. And some of those guys follow me on Twitter. I'm going to tweet them and see if that sticks. Because that's perfect. Well done. Well, well done, sir. Um, Swerving Swerve Leon start the match and have a nice little three minutes. Uh, big boy season hops out. Colossal Bronson Reed comes out. 
handles business. Number four, I believe, was, oh, Big Money Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. Number five was Dexter Loomis, who me, you, and Rob all picked to win this match. And number six was, I think, a guy who maybe five years ago wouldn't have been built for maybe three years, maybe two years ago, wouldn't have been right for NXT. But I think he's exactly what they need. And that's, that's, I was going to call him Eli Drake, L.A. Knight. L.A. Um, Knight. Hey, and that's that's the fact of life. Uh, <laughs> I love the fact that he literally said, I'm going to keep the same damn character. Mm-hmm. If I start seeing him say, dummy, yeah, they owe Impact some money. <laughs> um, uh, since the show's over, and clearly this is the next day you're listening to this, the surprise of the night was Bronson Reed got the big, and when I say he got the big push, Swerve hit the house call on him three times, mm-hmm. and it kicked out. Um, no, not only that, if you go back to earlier in the match when it was just him, uh, Swerve, and and Leon, that that double German suplex, oh my god, yeah. that was glorious! Yep. Such a well worked move. And for me, the biggest shock in this match was that Loomis went out second. He was the second person eliminated. That was a, a huge shock for me. But you kind of saw Hughes switch in mm-hmm. live time. Yes. Um, you kind of saw L.A. Knight and Loomis have a thing now. Mm-hmm. And you kind of saw Swerve and Bronson have a thing now. And I like how that's, that's the beauty of matches like this, mm-hmm. is the multiple different uh, scenarios you can play with in this match. But I think the right person won. Both of us said Bronson should get the win. Um and God bless John John Gargano tonight. <laughs> He's gonna need it. Um, yeah, uh, fair play to Bronson Reed and uh, uh, Josh Robinson, who, who I'll be re- uh, recording um, uh, with uh, predictions with. He's a big proponent. He loves uh, Bronson Reed. Um, He's Aussie though. Of course he does. Yeah, well, clearly. Um, but yeah, he, he'll he'll be hard for this. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't blame him. Bronson Reed was it was it was outstanding in this match. Uh, the things he can do as a big man uh, just defies belief. Very much in that that kind of Keith Lee mold. Um, and the, he's got great charisma as well. Uh, so I'm sure him and Johnny are going to absolutely just kill it later on tonight. I'll give you another uh, comparison. What about Hanson from War Machine or um, Ivar from the Viking mm-hmm. Raiders, a.k.a.? That's yeah. another big man who should not be able to do the stuff he does. Correct. Absolutely correct. Um, next, I think, comes the match of the week so far. Oh, this is going to be so hard to beat. So hard to beat. And from the we first expect night? it. We expect no, but the thing is, we knew that this was going to be the the match that sets the bar for all of WrestleMania week. Uh, as soon as this was announced as a match, people were drooling and they delivered. Absolutely delivered. It was exactly what we needed from a Walter and Champa match. These two motherfuckers try to just kill each other. Absolutely kill each other. I mean, Walter chopped a, a table um, <laughs> cover in half. He chopped a table cover in half. I want to see that table cover duct taped together 
for tomorrow's uh, show. <laughs> it needs to be duct taped together. If they've got another one ready prepared, I'll be so disappointed. They ain't got they got bigger budgets than that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Champa and Walter went out there and beat the hell out of each other. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I texted, I was texting you live as this was going. I texted you and told you Walter was serious. I'm not Walter. Champa was serious because he cut his hair. Mm-hmm. That's how you knew he was serious. And even Wade said, I don't think he's worn uh, trunks since like 2018. He's for real. Yeah. Um, they beat the hell out of each other. I, if I can have one small qualm, one itty bitty qualm, and I'm nitpicking, Champa got too much offense for me. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I can understand that. But then he, uh, Walter, as as good of a big man as he is, he's amazing at selling. He makes his opponents look like a million dollars. Look at them, the match he had with uh, A-Kid, the match he had with Dragunov, Tyler Bate. He, he knows how to make his uh, opponent look absolutely amazing. Um, the only nitpick I've got, and I, I did have, I'm like, you know, I've got a very tiny nitpick. I think the clothesline spot went a little bit too long. Um, it got a yep. little bit kind of hokey. Um, but that that finish, the rear naked choke into a German uh, and then just a massive chop with what I believe is a broken hand. The way, um, I mean, if it isn't, Volta is a selling god because he <laughs> looked like he he looked like that hand was literally hanging off. Uh, but yeah, what a great match! It's just so so good. Yeah, my chest of... hurt. My yeah. chest hurt watching that. And and Volta's chest was bright red. Champa's chest was bright red. Oh, it was just absolutely brutal. The best part about it, maybe not the best, the most underrated part about a Walter match is you never know how it ends. Like, mm-hmm. every other wrestler has a finish. And yes, Walter finishes most of his matches with the powerbomb. But we've seen him finish with the powerbomb. We've seen him finish with the big chop. We've seen him finish with the ugliest splash ever, but it's effective. We've seen him finish with the rear naked. We've seen him and finish the with the, the clothesline. I've seen him finish with a clothesline. He beat Tyler Bay with the clothesline. Mm-hmm. So, it's so many... It, like, literally, he just bludgeons you to death. And this was another case of that. And I think Ciampa was the perfect foil because everything we know about Ciampa is that grit that Edge talks about, that determination, that ruthlessness, and that hunger. So, um, and I love the story being told that Ciampa got soft because he had a kid, he got hurt. Well, no, you you saw a psycho killer tonight, uh, last mm-hmm. night. I mean, that area crash off the off the top rope. Oof. Oof. I mean, getting someone like Walter up and then doing an area crash, that's, that is brutal. Um, and what got me more hot was the, the, the video package in, in the pre-show where um, Samoa Joe sat down with everyone and, and props to Samoa Joe. His, his interviews were bang on with every single person. But he uh, mentioned about uh, what happens if Volta loses. Does he go back to the uh, Europe and, and kind of lick his wounds, or does he stay in the US and fight for the towel? And Volta just left that little bit of a hint that he said things you always have to change. And is is Volta staying on NXT? Oh, I got tingles. I, I'm, I'm getting them now. I'm getting tingles. The thought of Volta in NXT permanently. That is scary for all the NXT uh, roster, but we're going to get some banging matches. I, I, 
that's a conversation for another day because I want to keep this positive. Mm-hmm. I have some small concerns about full-time Walter. And I, I, I don't mean like every week because he's not a guy you can see every week. No. But I mean like regular um, an American television Walter. I have some small concerns about that. And maybe we'll catch that next week. Mm-hmm. Pops. Maybe we touch on that. Um, but one of the matches I was most looking forward to because, as I said, so controversially, but proudly, early on in this episode, the best damn tag team in the world, the, went all together, the grizzled young veterans. Soon to keep losing to MSK. It's a damn set. <laughs> it's a damn set. It was a great match. MSK, <laughs> GYV, and Legato came to work. They had their working shoes on from the moment the bell rang. Yeah. Um, Wesley I, was outstanding. Wesley oh. was outstanding. He uh, he had a, a little spot uh, quite early in the match where he did a, a no arm uh, suicide dive through the, through the ropes. Recovered from that, came on and and then did a, a plancher over the top rope and he must have cleared it by about three feet. And right, it was just mom. outstanding. His mama named him Dez. I'm going to call him Dez. Because that was, I'm, I, every time I see him do something, I'm screaming, Dez! And I'm like, oh, wait, that's not, I can't call him that no more. Um, no, Wesley is a superstar. Wesley is a, every bit the superstar that Montez Ford is. And Nash Carter reminds me so much of X-Pac when he was, like, greasy and unlikable. Like, I like mm-hmm. the kid. I'm not saying Zach Wentz is not a likable dude, but he, like, Wesley is so enjoyable. It almost like makes you like I don't really want to rock with West, with with Nash. Is that just me? That's me. You need a foil for Wesley. Oh, so you're saying it's gonna be Cole O'Reilly in twenty? He's the mighty Jeanette. He's the mighty Jeanette of the team. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> speaking of Martin Jeanettes and all that, I know the reasons why he did it, and I I think they're super valid. I respect him immensely. But do you think your boy Trey Miguel watching watched watched Wednesday night and said, "Damn, I might I might have messed up." Mm-hmm. I mean, we we've spoke about it uh, on on this show. Um, he he was doing what what he feels is best for his family. That guaranteed paycheck, keeping uh, keeping uh, the money coming in, keeping his his family uh, just paying the bills and stuff like that. But yeah, can you imagine how they would have come in as a trio now? That it would have been outstanding. Any oh, well. any any specific things you want to talk about the match? I love the fact that um, GYV the one of the best tag team moves in the business is when Gibson gets you on his shoulders, Doomsday style, and James Blake jumps off the top ro- through the ropes, and mm-hmm. they and MSK got out of it, but they got it back and hit Legato with the earlier, and like simultaneously as they were doing that to Joaquin Wild. Uh, Mendoza was getting double teamed on the other side by MSK, and they had kind of this uh, Shield Wyatt esque like stare down because everybody knew that was the two, that was the feud. I love that. That was like a big pop moment for me. Yeah, the the Doomsday Device uh, when Jake uh, James Drake ran uh, along the the entrance ramp. I thought that was a a lovely callback. Um, the the way that uh, um, MSK was was locked in the the Shankly gates, 
And um, one um, of the best moves in the world, by the way. Word mm-hmm. to Nigel McGuinness. I love the Shankly game. And then uh, we uh, we get the taps being being stopped, although it it did tap. You you could see the fingers making contact with the with the mat, so he did actually tap. But that's by the bar. Great victory for MSK. Uh, there was a little moment then uh, right near the end where I thought, Legado del Fantasma, uh, Fantasma is gonna <laughs> gonna pull it out. Are, they, are these motherfucking jobbers gonna win their next T titles? Oh, I, I was good. I was ready to cancel my subscription. I was gonna hashtag <laughs> cancel WWE Network if they if these fucking jobbers won the NXT titles. Uh, but fair play to uh, MSK. Uh, it meant so much to him as well. You could see yeah. how emotional it was. Um, I'm disappointed uh, that. Uh, that G uh, GYV didn't win. I feel after like a couple of years of this, like soon to be recognised, it was about time that it actually happened. Because you don't want to kind of over that gimmick to overstay its welcome. Um, and I, I don't understand why you would pin uh, Zach Gibson clean because it felt to me that 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 few missed that may have still had legs, whereas now a clean a clean pin. Is kind of a feud ender for me, uh, but we'll see what happens uh, on NXT next Tuesday. See if that that keeps going. Uh, but props to MSK; these guys have hit the ground running. Uh, another team that Triple H really loves, and you can you can see that uh, they they've got his full support. And that's two clean wins, by the way, because they beat him clean in the Dusty mm-hmm. Cup final. Yeah. Um, I've by the way, the text message you sent me, you said literally. Uh, I am going to be so pissed. <laughs> that was hilarious. The whole thing about about I'm with you on GYV. Eventually, got to do something with them. They got to they got to they have to just finally say screw it. Let's 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 go with these guys. Yeah, I understand why MSK got it. Yeah, I was just gonna say you can't keep saying that you're going to be the best without actually getting there. You've got to get over that hump. And it's it's now getting to a almost. I mean, we could still see it go on for a while, but it's getting to the point where it's going to become meaningless because yeah. they're never going to be able to get it get over that hump. If you understand what I mean, I completely do. But I, I will say this: M, shout out to MSK uh, when they were celebrating. Nash said to the in the uh, in the in the camera, "We're the best tag team in the world now." I don't know about that, but. Their resume as what they've done since they've gotten NXT makes them in that conversation. So mm-hmm. we'll see what goes on further with that. Now, main event of the evening. Max. I love me some Yoshirai. But I am hard on this Raquel Gonzalez bandwagon. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, I was a little concerned because I felt like it could disappoint a bit. Because Raquel is still also green, very <laughs> small, and I didn't know she could keep up with Eo. That's no dis. That's no dis to Raquel. That's more of a, a big ups to Eo, right? Yeah. Raquel kept up and even even led at some points in this match. Yeah. Such a fun match. Such a good match. Showcased both of their strengths. I mean, Eo jumping off the damn skull. Oh my God. Like be, be that Kevin Owens. 
I'm saying she must think she's Kevin Owens or Jeff Hardy because like mm-hmm. she keeps going higher and higher and higher. Yeah. Um. But man, I I popped like a little like a little schoolgirl when Raquel kicked out of the moonsault and then a few minutes later hit that one arm power bomb. I'm so hyped, bro. Yeah. So- I've been. I'm like you. Know, I've been on this uh, Raquel Gonzalez uh, harp train since. Essentially, since she came in with Dakota Kai, I, at first I thought she would be the kind of like the the missing link that Dakota needed to to become um, champion. But what we've actually seen is Raquel Shan, and it's got flipped. And um, I thought it was interesting that uh, Dakota got sent um, away, uh, sent back uh, by the referee. I thought they could have played on maybe. Uh, uh, Dakota being jealous of Raquel getting the opportunity that that she thought she'd get, but perhaps we'll get that coming in the in the next few weeks because I I don't think we'll see a lot more of Io Shirai in NXT. I think uh, I think she's she's done all that she can do in in NXT. And I think she's going to move up, but Shirai was a a brilliant ring general in this match. Um, but as you said, Raquel totally held her own, really kind of showed that powerhouse um, wrestler, but also really, really technical as well. I thought Mm -hmm. that uh, she's got a a lot of kind of strings to a ball. Uh, I mean, even even from the matches that she had with Rhea Ripley, I think she's improved so much. You can tell that she's putting in in the work um, and she was, like I said, she was able to keep up with with the pace of of Io Shirai. Yeah, and, and Another uh, one where when she won the title, you could see how much it meant to her. Um, She she absolutely deserved it. It's um, it's a shame that it's not. She's basically took the the place of Rhea. I think this this was this should have really been Rhea's spot. uh, But the whole. Yeah, I mean, after the whole thing with last WrestleMania uh, and then Charlotte, uh, lol, Charlotte, Charlotte wins, uh, I think that stunted Rhea. Um, um, I think if Rhea was able to, if Rhea won at WrestleMania and was able to to be like a, a dominant champion, I don't think we would have seen the rise of Raquel Gonzalez as much as we, as we I have. Got I got uh, but with Rhea now going to main roster, Raquel slides into that into that spot uh, perfectly, and yeah, there's a now she's champion. There's a lot more for me, a lot more interest in that uh, women's uh, division because fair play to Eo, she's been a brilliant champion, but she's beat everybody. She's yeah. looked unbeatable, uh, and where Raquel, it's fresh, it's new. You get new matches, you've got new challenges, you've got that storyline with Dakota Card that's going to be bubbling under the surface. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited for for a Raquel title run. A, a couple of a couple of takeaways here. Um, first and foremost, um, at on the bump, Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels were there promoting and and uh, previewing uh, Takeover with the with the gang. Mm-hmm. Triple H said that Raquel was supposed to be on one of the earlier episodes of NXT when they first um, started getting big. Um, I guess maybe around the time of the USA, maybe a little earlier than that, but way earlier than she did. So she's been signed for like four or five years. <laughs> and he said, he told her, you know what? You're not ready yet because I don't want you to go out here and you're not what you are. Because when you become who you are, you'll be one of the biggest women in the world. And yeah. I know for a lot of people, that'd be like, you just bullshit. That came to fruition tonight <laughs> because you see 
and you could literally see from her, the very first thing we saw of Raquel Gonzalez in this new iteration was her botching the slam on Tegan through the through the table. And to see from that in Portland to now, mm-hmm. the growth is ridiculous. Yeah. And and for me as well, it's not even just the 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 way she's improved in the ring. It's the character work. Obviously, yep. it's 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 fairly easy to be a big brooding uh, powerhouse. You don't have to say a lot. You just have to be able to mean mug. Um, she's got character work. And again, I'm going to go back to the 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 Samoa Joe interviews. She showed the passion and the and she could be a, a top babyface. With the right oh, yeah. kind of storyline and the right kind of twist, she could be a top babyface, and then be the worst heel. I think she's got she's got pretty much the whole lot. Uh, needs a little bit of refinement and a, a sure. good run as a, as champion, and, and maybe some kind of like marquee victories. But yes, yeah, she she could be a, a a very very good NXT Women's Champion. And you talked about the the dichotomy between her and Dakota Kai, um, and it's. Her, she calls herself Big Mommy Cool mm-hmm. because their their dynamic reminds you of Sean yep. and Diesel. But if you those of you who watched in '96 know that while Sean was the man, Diesel got more popular, which is why they they split and Diesel went on to have the year long reign. So it's very possible. And if you remember, I said Raquel should have destroyed uh, Dakota. But going into this to build up for this, maybe this comes after the fact. I don't know how they do it, but they're going to split at some point. I appreciate that they stayed friends. That never happens, but it's got to happen. I mean, they could go the full kind of a homage to that storyline and and maybe have Dakota get another powerhouse as as protection. Kind of like um, he did with Psycho Sid. Uh, maybe someone like Mercedes Martinez. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, Dakota's known as the captain for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe. And before we move on from the women, I want to give a shout out to Taya Valkyrie, now known as Frankie Monet, making mm-hmm. her debut on the first episode of Tuesday Night NXT, who is going to hit the ground running. I, I yes. do not see her. She's going to be a top star from the moment she debuts. Only mm-hmm. question is, Baby face a hill. And with all the damn dog videos, she's got to be a baby, right? Really? Do you think Pomeranians are the worst dogs in the world? They're I the. They're the cute. Yeah, it's cute, but they're like the little ankle batters, the ones that you just like, oh. No, I think that the, the fact it's a Pomeranian, it's, she's, she's going to be a hill, I think. Only on Head Drama are we breaking down character <laughs> affiliations dog because character. of the type of dog you have. Only on Head Drama. <laughs> Final on, takeaways you... from the night. Okay. The, this was the benchmark for the rest of the week. This was um, NXT doing what NXT do best saying to the rest of the company and the rest of the wrestling world, follow this. Um, it, 
it there were little bits that maybe um I wouldn't have, have booked or I mean this is me being a hypercritical fan uh, and even though I give other fans like grief for doing the same but uh, there's things that I would have I would have done differently but in terms of wrestling in terms of enjoyment I was all in it it, it ticked every single box for me I think I agree and I think both of you are on the same page if GRV would have won this, it would have been spot. It would have been spotless. Yeah. Um, but I'm okay with MSK because they are genuinely becoming one of the most entertaining teams in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, great show. And it's ironic you said that they say follow this because they do that normally, but they actually did it to their damn selves. Because tonight <laughs> we got night two of NXT Takeover standing delivery. Um, we do. So unfortunately, we won't. You won't get a chance to hear us talk about how stupid we were, and we'll getting talk, every. We'll talk next week, maybe. Exactly, um, but we're all gonna break this down a bit, try to give mm-hmm. our predictions. Um, I, my most excited match of the week was besides Walter and Champa, was Cole and O'Reilly. We're gonna get to that. Mm-hmm. First, let's run through these other matches first. So let's start with the women's tag team championship between Ember and Shotzi versus the way Candice and Indy Hartwell Loomis, AKA index. <laughs> that was a brilliant name. And also a shout out to Mickey James on uh, the pre-show. She was absolutely superb. Put Is Sam Roberts in job? his place. Oh Hopefully yeah. So. Was I the only one who got really awkward? Felt really awkward when he had that kitchen line. Mm-hmm. That made me feel so just, awkward. He does, does exactly what he, he is expected to. He's that very much that antagonist kind of uh, analysis. Uh, but yeah, she put him in his place. As she should have. And shout out to Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith was fantastic tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, more Jimmy Smith and, and Arkash Mikazi. Like, they are really with these pre-shows, NXT, not WWE, but NXT, they flexing their muscle because they're out here getting like Arkash Mikazi wins like Pulitzer Prizes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jimmy Smith is one of the best MMA commentators, analysts in the game. Yep, so I'm sure. oh, shout out to that. And maybe Mickey's found a second career. I mean, it, it worked for, for Beth, so why couldn't it not work for, for Mickey? Okay, yes. Ember and Shotzi defending against Candice and Indy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll say this, and I'll, I'll I'll say this, and I'll throw it to you. This is blasphemous of me because I I put on for the hometown, and I put on for the reality of wrestling. Shout out to Booker T. But I am I have so my fandom for Ember Moon has dwindled so strong in the past three years. I've always had a problem with Ember because she is a very out-there personality, right? And she treats her wrestling characters essentially as cosplay, mm-hmm. which is fine. That's what you should do. But I, but her characters don't hit for me. And so this new character she's created or she's using hasn't, it, it's even worse than the Nightwolf Twilight character. And now she's hurting Shotzi. And Shotzi was maybe my favorite character of the women. And so I don't care about them as a group anymore. And so that hurts me. And I think Candace and India are winning just because it makes the most sense. 
But I am not excited to see Ember uh, and Shotzi as a team. Wow. Um, I've got to say, I absolutely love Shotzi Blackheart. I think she has been a breath of fresh air. I love her exuberance. I love her passion. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the howling. Uh, I mean, but, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but it's her character and I, I i do kind of get what you mean about ember moon for me it's always it's it's felt that she she wanted to be this have a vampire slash like i said night wolf character um but i don't think she she was fully invested in it and i think the same with this one it's almost like she's lost a maybe a passion for wrestling and this dropping back down to nxt is, is to maybe revitalize her uh, I don't know if that's the case, but um, with with uh, Candice and, and Inde, I love Candice. I love everything that she does. I, I want to see PWG Candice, though. Um, this kind oh, of like... Dog. I, 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 know, I know. That's like people I saying, but I want, I want 2014 Shinsuke. <laughs> that man's 45 years old. <laughs> but I don't agree with you with the result. I think... Uh, the fact that the tat was hot shotted on day one, I think we're going to see um, uh, shots there and Ember keep the tiles for for a little while. There's still people who they, they can face. They've got uh, the the Robert uh, Storm brand who, who could could come in for matches. Um, so yeah, I think we see we see Ember and shots there retain. Ain't nobody checking for Leah and Jesse, bro. What you talking about? <laughs> That's gonna be the the headline for NXT SummerSlam. <laughs> I have I got a theory. So <laughs> Jumper talked about how the NXT UK championship is the most prestigious championship. And in terms of reigns, sure. But I think the most prestigious championship in the world is the NXT women's championship because everybody who holds it holds it for over 150 days. Mm-hmm. Right. So my theory is that while be- they keep that, so and that's another reason why I get p- pissed when people say that Triple H has underutilized women because they didn't win championships. Nobody does. That's just the belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but my theory is that uh, that since that belt is so prestigious, they'll use these tag belts and they'll hot shot them, and that way everybody gets everybody gets turned. So it's like the participation trophy. That's a little disrespectful, but yes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> hey, and if anybody just and think about who the think about the three people who would have been held it, right? Dakota, participation number one, Ember, participation number two, and Candace, participation number three. <laughs> so if Aaliyah wins it next, that is the lifetime achievement award. <laughs> That's doing it there. That is doing the titles there. Oh wow! Do you know uh, what's going to happen? Then they're going to bring Tamina in, and Tamina's going to win it. Hey, nobody mean her. <laughs> I, although I do like what I, this is crazy coming from me. I don't like what Tamina and Nat, Natty. Oh my God! Oh, I like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There was a tweet that she tweeted out that put um, her and Tamina, and then like right uh, right above it, it was Owen and Yoko, and I was like, okay, that's the dope little thing you played off on. So, uh, well, we we 
we're we're going off tangents. Let's stick with it and let's talk about let's stick with NXT and let's talk about the NXT North American Championship and let's talk about how Bronson Reed is going to squash John Gargano. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't mean squash like honky like a, a Ultimate Warrior and Hulk and Talk Man or Ultimate Warrior and Triple H. I mean literally squash <laughs> like a pancake. Yeah, um, I mean, we both had Dexter Lewis going into this match, so it's kind of like a, a rolling with the punches, uh, uh, deciding who's going to take it with uh, Bronson and, and Johnny. But the fact is, Johnny drops his towels more than he drops his pants. It's just the, the guy just doesn't keep hold of towels, does he? And he doesn't really need to. He doesn't need this championship. Um, he's He's pretty much NXT bulletproof. So, yeah, uh, I think putting it on Bronson Reed elevates Bronson. Uh, and then just having Johnny re-chase and, and being like a 10-time North American champion but never been able to defend it once would be brilliant, yeah. Um, but, I, like, forget, that's cool. But you got me concerned about Candice and Johnny's bedroom. Like, <laughs> I'm a little concerned. They've been together Gee, for like 18 years. She wears the pants in that relationship. Come oh, we on. know that. We know she's Mr. <laughs> she's the real Mr. Wrestling. Um, for the record, and I'm, I'm right hand to the man. I don't care who won the match. Man, QN and Drake could have won the match. Mm-hmm. I whoever won the match was gonna beat Johnny the next night. I'm yeah. just I just felt that. Yeah. But it makes the most sense being at his Bronson because if there's any guy who's on the cusp of breaking out, Bronson was at the top of that list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and their North American title is akin to a US or uh, more pertinently an Intercontinental Championship so it feels right um, yeah, I don't know if Bronson will ever get the main championship but this feels right yeah it, it, it seems to I mean outside of Johnny who uh, who kind of came like, from the, the main title down to that title it's, it's always been like someone who is on the verge of a push to the to to the big title. I mean, you had Ricochet who kind of uh, skipped the NXT uh, main title and went straight to main roster. Adam Cole, um, Roddy Strong, Green. all yeah. Well. Yeah, with that guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. You're right. Priest. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee. Uh, they've, they've all gone on to do bigger and better things, and and that's certainly in uh, in Bronson Reed's future. So yeah, Bronson. Like I said, if if Leon Ruff would have won that match. He was walking out second night as the as the as the champion. Well, you said that you said that with a little disrespect in your voice. Remember, <laughs> Leon got a, Leon got a win over Johnny, so I'm just saying that is true. Lightning can strike twice. <laughs> okay. Um, WrestleMania week takeover week. We often talk about who can steal the show. We bloviated quite quite strongly about Walter. And uh, Champa still an entire weekend, maybe an entire week. But if there's a match that is booked and stylistically set up to steal the show, that is the Cruiserweight Championship unification match between the Emperor of Lucha Libre, Santos Escobar, and the ace of the Cruiserweight division, the Irish ace, Jordan Devlin. Now, I'm going to ask that you and I, we put our personal feelings aside for Devlin for the purposes of this match. Because I don't want to disrespect how great of a match this could be with our my personal disdain for the Duke. Yeah. So, 
I think this is going to be fantastic. I think we're going to see things from these people, especially Santos, we've never seen before. And I am so interested to see how the Lucha Libre style and the European more kind of brutal, like, strong style, British strong style style is going to flip with the addition of a ladder. What do you think? Yeah, um, I, I love the build to this. This was something that we've been waiting on for well over a year. Uh, as soon as we, we got like, the split of the titles, we knew that this was going to come. And um, like disdain for, for Devlin Assad, uh, the guy can wrestle. The guy is he's in that Finn Balor mold. Um, I love the the build for this. I love the 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 little callback. The show Michael's coming out, not saying a goddamn word, and pulling a ladder out. All that callback to to history. Uh, the fact that there's two towels. It's going to be two towels hung over the ring. It's 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 so it it's got the potential to be to be outstanding. And with the people in the match, I have no doubt that it will be. Um, I think we have to touch on um, Devlin's um, um, misdemeanors, I suppose. I think that they are going to be uh, they're going to be a part of of what why I picked the result. I, I do because I think he needs to come away from NXT UK and kind of get a, a refresh. So that's why I think he's going to win. Because we're going to see him on uh, on NXT standard a lot more. Um, I think he's uh, the the booze that he's getting at NXT UK. He, there's just not a lot of love for him, and rightly so, to be fair. But I think uh, he comes over to NXT, gets that kind of character refresh, uh, and yeah, I think he he wins this match. I this is probably the hardest match I have to pick a winner. Every other match feels like, yeah, this is right. I don't have that here. Because everything you just said about Devlin makes sense. He got to get out the UK. He got to get out of there. He could be American-bound like Pete Dunne and Gibson and Drake before him. Even the Imperium guys. But then Santos Escobar has shown himself to be a legitimate superstar. Yep, and, and, and he's legitimized the Cruiserweight title which which meant less than nothing his cruiserweight title is so legitimate he don't even show up on 205 live the cruiserweight show <laughs> that's how legit he's made the title right uh, my man's had a mini feud with Karrion Cross, mm-hmm. who's in the main event of the of the entire NXT takeover package so yes um, I'm leaning towards Devlin for that very reason I can see Santos moving outside of the cruiserweight division and um, just being cruiserweight weight, but being a star, kind of like Ciampa and Balor and Cole and O'Reilly and Roddy and so many of the other guys really are, because they had nothing to do with over 205 pounds for the record. Um, but the question comes, all that matter, that, all that's cool, but we're breaking down like a standard one-fall match. Dog, it's a ladder match. Santos got goons. You know, so like you don't think the goons gonna show up? That you so lovingly called jobbers ten minutes ago? 
They probably will show up, but they may be hospitalised after the brutal uh, beatdown that they've they've had, suffered at the hands of MSK and uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans. I don't know, man. I, I this one, this was legitimately the hardest one for me to pick. I'm gonna go with Devlin, only because Devlin can take the championship maybe further than Santos can right now. Mm-hmm. Like on like on April eighth, um, I don't know. And man, like the whole package that Santos and Legato got, I think it's time for them to branch their wings and like continue to be superstars outside of the. I don't want to say this, but outside of the albatross of the cruiserweight division, mm-hmm. it hurts to say because I think the cruiserweight is killing it. Can can we show some love to damn Tony Nese and? And Arya Davari, can we put them on another show? It is a damn shame because if you um, if you want just pure, unadulterated technical wrestling, two or five is is outstanding. It's just nobody watches it. Um, quick tangent before we talk about Cole O'Reilly and Valor Cross. I don't spoilers. I, well, this is spoilers for the people listening. But for you, I don't know if you're paying attention, but I think Mighty Mouse lost. Oof. I mean, Moraes is a, is a he got, handy fighter. He got knocked out. God damn. We'll talk about that later, a little later on after the show. In fact, you'll probably get a lot of that on next head trauma next week. I think that's the first time he's ever been finished. Remember yeah, right probably. There. He's only lost one fight in before this, hadn't he? It was a one or two? Uh, no, three, I think. It was three. Um, yeah, that's a big time. That's a big time. Yeah, and Alvarez got disqualified. So your two heavy hitters didn't really handle business wow. on your biggest show. So ooh, that's what you're paying for, one. We'll and they're on TNT as well. Ah, yeah, they, that's right. They got, well, I don't, I don't want, we got enough to talk about. I want to finish it this NXT talk, and um, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this personally, but I definitely want to talk a little one championship, and we'll get some UFC next week for sure. Mm-hmm. Kind of post-WrestleMania stuff, because that's a big... Mighty Mouse has, has been the longest reigning champion in MMA. Mm-hmm. That's, big, that's a big loss. Um, but Cole O'Reilly unsanctioned if you've seen anything of the Gargano Champa feud, you don't know what you have no idea. Like that is that's the tip of the iceberg, because Gargano and Champa don't have the history that O'Reilly and Cole have. Like they have an NXT history because when they moved together, they signed. Yeah, let's be friends. Mm-hmm. Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, aka Black Man Austin Jenkins, because you know there's no man. I never met a white dude named Jenkins. Adam Cole Black. Um, they've been feuding for like ten plus years. Longer. I'm, I'm longer. Yeah, because Cole's Cole Cole just talked about this is his thirteenth year debut. I think they started feuding like a year into his career mm-hmm. in season yeah, that. And they've took it over multiple companies: New Japan, Ring of Honor, PWG. Yep. Um, NXT Red Pro. Red Pro, yeah, these have been 
the best of friends and the worst of enemies for over a decade. So this has got all the emotion, all the history. I mean, you saw in, in the uh, in the promo uh, the prime the target. Prime Go target. Watch that. Yeah. The 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 history between these two. I mean, both of them look so goddamn young. They look like like legit teenagers because they were legit teenagers uh, getting into this business around the same time. And wow, this is this this is just the hottest feud in wrestling for me. Somewhere, Bob Fish is crying undisputed tears. <laughs> yeah, but he may be able to reform just uh, re dragon though, so it'll be it'll be all right. Nah, that's over, homie. How is the single star? How <laughs> is on the verge of becoming the baby the baby face of the company? Yes, right. It, he is. Finn isn't a baby, so Finn is always going to be like a tweener, right? Mm-hmm. We know Carrion is the heel of the company. If he stays there, that's conjecture. Maybe we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But the baby face of the company is gonna be Kyle O'Reilly. And um Okay. Um Unsanctioned. It's they're they're clearly gonna be in arena. So it, it, it they're this isn't one of those Gargano Champa matches where they're in a warehouse or they're somewhere. So it's gonna be an arena, so they only can do so much. Mm-hmm. Um you got to think O'Reilly wins because O'Reilly can't get over the hump. He couldn't beat Finn. Um, I don't even think he beat Pete Dunne, did he? No, he beat Pete Dunne. He did, because that's how he got the second Finn match. But he couldn't beat Finn twice, even when he sent Finn to the hospital. Um, Adam Cole has destroyed him at every every single chance he could. You got, And Adam Cole got to be headed up north, right? So yeah. you got to think this is O'Reilly's night. Do we okay? I think we agree on that. Let's make this let's make this conversation more interesting. May I, if you don't mind? Do you think we see Bob Fish or Roddy Strong in this match? Um for the record, last time we saw Roddy Strong, he lost to Cameron Grimes and walked out and didn't even be in the gauntlet eliminator gauntlet eliminator, said I'm going home. Yeah. He can't I go mean, home that far because he lives in Tampa. So, like, he just drove down the street. But you give a point. And he wasn't wearing uh, Undisputed Era gear. He, he'd gone back to his old uh, Roddy Strong gear. Um, That's over. So, yeah. The era's over. Undis- Cameron Grimes bought it. Yeah. Undisputed Era is done. So, I, I, I don't think there's the need to see Roddy or, or Bobby. And I don't know. If Bobby, is Bobby even still back from injury yet? I don't know if he's... He may not be, but that don't mean he can't show his face. No, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think it's needed for this. This is about two best friends, now worst enemies. I think adding any more into it kind of dilute, would dilute it for me. Um, and and I agree with you on, on the fact that that I think Cole is is got to be leaving NXT soon. The, if if he wins any more uh, accolades or or titles in NXT, it's just hyperbole. This guy has done 
everything that there is to do. He's a NXT Grand Slam champion, uh, multiple time champion in NXT. There's nothing left for him to do apart from uh, be the wrestler on the main roster that we have expected for the last three years. I mean, every time we get to a WrestleMania, it's always the, the one of the biggest talking points is, is Adam Cole going up to, will we see him on the Raw after WrestleMania? Will we see him on the SmackDown after WrestleMania? I think that time is now. And, and the whole point of this match for me is to hammer home that Kyle O'Reilly is a top star, a bit top babyface star, and potentially the, and, uh, the next NXT champion. So I think Kyle takes it. I think Cole goes up. Uh, but it's a sad day that the Undisputed Era is, is, is done and dusted. I'm not. Like, I'm hurt that the Hurt business is broken up. I'm not hurt that the era is because they lasted a mm -hmm. lifetime. Oh, yeah. I don't, think, I don't think the Horsemen lasted as long in one iteration. <laughs> I'm, I'm, being, I'm not being facetious. I'm talking, mm -hmm. oh, of course, over time, like they broke up, got back together, new guys, this and that and the other. But in one iteration, the era may be one of the longest reigning, longest running factions in one setting from. Debut to breakup, we've seen maybe ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So since since their debut, uh, I think it was at, at Brooklyn Three. Um, they've been on every single. There's been a member of Undisputed Era on every single takeover, every single one. Um, they've had a, a a hell of a run, a hell of a run. The Shield didn't have a run as long as this. So it, it it was time. There was there was not a lot more that the the undisputed era could do apart from just keep uh, hammering home the fact that they were the 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 top feud, uh, top uh, faction in the in the brand. Um, what we're getting now is two massive stars instead of one big star and a, a group of underlings. It's cool because mm -hmm. everybody's gonna be better for it, right? Adam Cole's gonna be a main roster superstar. Kyle Riley is going to be the baby face of and the face of NXT. Roddy Strong can go back to wrestling, fantastic class, uh, fantastic wrestling classics, mm -hmm. and Bob Fish can go and he can be on commentary or whatever he does because he's probably done. I love Bob Fish. I love Bob Fish. I have issues with Bob Fish. Won't get on that here, but he's done, right? He there's no way. What Bobby Fish is going to be open up the show against? I don't know. Uh, Desmond Troy. Or uh, Ashanti V Adonis? No, Bob Fish is that. Yeah, I mean the guy's very, very injury prone. He's uh, he's what? old. Yeah, he's he's a good decade older than the rest of the undisputed era. Um, that was the funny I, thing about the whole pairing because it was like three brothers and like their old uncle. <laughs> Still trying to be cool. <laughs> Quick tangent. You ever heard of the band um, LMFAO, the mm -hmm. Party Rock Guys? Yeah, yeah. You know that's a, you know that's a dude in his uncle, right? Which is the uncle? Red, Red Food. He's really wow. Yeah. So that he's the Bobby Fish. So Bobby Fish is the Red Food. He's the Bob Fish. Yes. Um, I I I call him man Bob Fish because that's what Rusev calls him, <laughs> or Miro, whatever you want to call him. Um. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly, I think we got as the winner. Anything major you see happening in this match? You see any? Of course, we're gonna have like crazy spots and stuff, but any surprises? Uh, 
Um, I don't think it does. It need it. Would you say that this few needs it? I don't think it needs uh, massive surprises. I think we need to see a, a fitting end to this what has become quickly a blood feud. Um, I just want them to see him beat the absolute living piss out of each other, and then um, not not be together for at least a couple of years. Would you be pissed if there's a non-finish? Oh, I don't think I'd be pissed. I'd be disappointed. Because I can see them like both falling off something and not getting up mm-hmm. and running it back. Maybe. I don't think Hunter would do that. It's possible. I don't know. Um, but all I know is this match is going to be talked about for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope Kyle is ready. He seems like he is, but I hope that he is because he has ne- even when he was ringing about a champion for like a week, he has these ain't never been prepared yeah. for the level of of everything he's about to get. And I, I think he is ready for it because, like you said, he, he's had outstanding matches with Pete Dunne. Uh, he he took uh, Finn Balor to the well. Um, he, I think he's ready. I think he's he's been preparing for this. For a, a long, long time, and I love the like the little tweaks in his character. He's, he's grown his hair out a little bit with the forehawk. Started wearing the denim. He's really kind of starting to build himself as a as a character. So I think he's ready. Well, speaking of characters and speaking of people that are ready, I think when you look at the NXT roster, top to bottom, everybody on there is fantastic. There's there's very few people on that roster that you can say can't go in some capacity. But I think most people would look at the most complete and top stars, whether or not you have bias or not, as your NXT champion Finn Balor and your NXT challenger, Karrion Cross. And it's something to be said that Cross didn't go immediately back for the championship. I like the story being told. I mean, it's not so much the story, but it's a little qualm in the story that Balor's won championships and keeps it moving. Balor's won was the first in, uh, Universal Champion, won the IC Championship at WrestleMania, then won two uh, TakeOver Championships. He keeps just, whatever happens, he gets hurt, comes right back, keeps going. Mm-hmm. Cross got hurt in his big, in his first big accolade, he got hurt. And we don't know if he's going to be the same. That's interesting to me because Cross is significantly bigger, which may even playing field. Talk to me. Okay. So this you were saying uh, that the the Devlin and, and Escobar match was hard to pick. For me, this is hard to pick because it this all depends on what happens with Cross after this match. For me and I never thought Cross looked like an NXT wrestler. For me, he looks like a Vince McMahon guy. He's big, he's muscly, he's he's got he's got that intensity, uh, and then he's got one kind of uh, it factor in Scarlet, and I think that is the is the kind of thing that Vince would eat up all day long. So the fact that he's in NXT is a shock to me. Um, if you are going to have him in NXT, you want him at the top of the card. I totally get that. Um, 
but I don't think he's long for the company. So I'm in the I'm in two minds. One, he's staying in the company for a while. You put that tile on him because it looks legitimate around his waist. Not that it doesn't look legitimate around Balor's waist, but it looks legitimate around Karrion Cross's waist. Or if he's uh, if he's going to be on Raw or SmackDown in the near future, do you have him win the towel for him to just drop it pretty quickly and take away a little bit of that mystique? I don't know. Um, I think Finn has been a, a brilliant servant to this towel. He's uh, he 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 hasn't needed to elevate it because I feel it's always been in a, a really um, well respected position. Uh, no matter who's had hold of it, it's always looked like it's meant something. Uh, but I think with Finn, it's it's kind of like meant that little bit more. Um, and I don't think I'm quite ready to see the end of Finn's run. I think there's still more that, that can be done. So my head is saying now that Finn wins and, and Cross goes to main roster. But come to that, I may be totally different and think that Cross wins and what happens with Finn. I don't know. That would be the the big sticking point for me. What happens with Finn afterwards? I can see a path for carrying. I can't see a path for Finn. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the names out to you, okay? Adam Cole. Cameron Grimes. John Gargano. Kyle O'Reilly. Only Lorkin, Pete Dunn, Roderick Strong, Tim Thatcher, Maso Ciampa, and I believe Velveteen Dream. You know what those names have in common? Finn beat them all. What else is there for Finn Balor to do as NXT champion? Yeah, I mean, I get it. You, and you know you said he may have some meat on the bone. He very very well may. Finn has shown an otherworldly and, quite frankly, shocking ability to continue to reform himself. I didn't think he had it in him. I knew the dude had charisma. If you watched him in New Japan, Prince Devich had charisma. But I didn't know that he could... It's one thing to have charisma because you're artistic like he is. But it's another thing to be able to go from feud to feud and remake yourself in the guys under the guise of the feud. He's shown a great ability to do that. Him and Kyle O'Reilly had nothing in common. But mm-hmm. they that turned into maybe the best takeover main event ever. You know? And things like that. So, yes. Um, everything you said about Karrion Cross is facts. If Vince right now could go dream and wake up and say, this is my the wrestler that I want right now, Karrion Cross would be top of the, one of the top of that list. Right? Big, swole white dude with tattoos, got a beautiful woman at his side, is a decent talker, can wrestle, looks intimidating, has a great entrance, has an aura, has a press. Like, he's perfect. <laughs> Excuse me, for Vince. But Vince doesn't need him like he needs Finn Balor. I think everything you said is flipped. I think Balor loses because Balor goes back to the main roster. The main roster needs 
fin right now. This fin. They need that fin. Because this fin, this fin is one of the five best wrestlers in the world. And not just in ring. This fin has found a way, unlike he ever could on the main roster, when he was just smiley Versace model, showing my dick to the to the camera, Finn Balor. This Finn has figured out a way to make you give a fuck. He ain't got to put the paint on. Just by walking out there, that's why he wears an X on his back. Because what does he say? This business looks, this business follows me and mm-hmm. looks at me? Sure, to an extent. Now, if there was no worry about either of them getting called up, I might rock with Finn. I might say Finn might win. But I think there are more stories to be told for Karrion Cross if he wins. I think that the business, in NXT particular, needs something new. This is very similar to EO and Raquel in that EO just killed a competition. It was on the left for him. So, I mean, unless you aren't going to run O'Reilly Balor 3, like, I don't see who else you could heat up in time for another takeover to face Balor again unless you rock Balor cross rematch. <laughs> but you can run Balor, you can run cross right now. You can build up to cross O'Reilly at SummerSlam and get O'Reilly the belt and then you can send Cross back to the main roster. But I just think there's so much more stories and so many more ways you can go with Balor losing here. And Balor just don't lose. So just like it was shocking to see EO's pin Shoulders pin, it's gonna be the same when uh, Doomsday hits Finn Balor. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you you do make a lot of sense. My concern would be, um, would Balor not just get the same treatment that he got on main roster that he 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 had? Um, I mean, I see you there shaking your head, but that that would have to be a concern. For, for at least for Finney, it's got to be a concern. Um, where your story works um, is is dependent on whether a certain ginormous Austrian is sticking around because I think if Karrion Cross does win the title, there you've got a story for Finn that he goes after Walter for that NXT UK title, perhaps, um, which is... That's the that's a, a dream of all dream matches. So perhaps he does stick around in in NXT, um, but if Finn if Finn wins if Finn wins, I, I fully expect Karrion Cross to go. You big lovable genius bastard! You, <laughs> I did not think of Finn versus Walter. What's we're supposed to get before COVID took it away from us? Mm-hmm. That could be what he sticks around for. You're right. But I, to, to, to answer your initial question, yes, any wrestler should be concerned about what's going to happen on the main roster. Knowing the structure, knowing how shitty Raven is up there, knowing that people don't have Vince's ear, let me tell you three reasons why Balor shouldn't be worried. Okay? One, He's been there already. So if nothing else, they know him, Vince knows him, and he's trusted. Balor was always trusted. We know. Okay? Number two, he's changed his character so much to the point where I think his character before was so kind of, eh, 
You could put him in the main event, and then you could put him on the front of the card. Didn't matter. His character and his demeanor as a person has changed so much to where you got to respect that man now. That's a big. That's a lot of the things that a lot. That's a thing that a lot of these young kids don't understand yet. Somebody like Balor had to figure out. Mm-hmm. And number three, if I'm honest with you, Triple Triple H owes him. Triple H owes Triple H owes that man because he didn't have to come back and I don't want to say save the brand, but like recertify the brand. So I feel like I feel like every wrestler has the ability to talk to Vince. Not every wrestler has Vince's ear. I I I don't feel. I firmly believe I am stopping this short of saying I know Finn Balor has Vince McMahon's ear. So I do not believe that he'd have any qualms. Finn Balor is as just as Finn Balor is every bit as respected to Vince McMahon as AJ Styles is. I mean, I believe it. I totally do believe it. I mean, you don't put the uh, the universal title on on somebody and not have that kind of trust for them, especially when you consider who he beat to get to that point. Roman and Seth. Mm-hmm. I mean that that was very much the the Jericho beating Rock and Austin on the same night kind of levels. So yeah, he, he definitely has that um, that respect on on the main roster. The the issue is whenever he picked up an injury, it was always at the wrong time and it always meant a, a D push or it always was the end of of him maybe doing something special on, on main roster. Whereas he goes down to NXT, he still gets an injury uh, with, with the with the jaw, but he's able to power through and and, and still be uh be able to be NXT uh, champion. Um I'd love to see him back on Raw. I'd love to see him back on Up and SmackDown. I just don't want to see him in the mid-card title picture because the guy is legitimately a world champion. Okay. And you're right about the, you're right about the injuries, but if there's any time you'd want to be on the main roster, it's now. Because ain't no, no house shows. Mm-hmm. Ain't going to be no house shows, at least till SummerSlam, probably longer. So you know what? You can get away with getting hurt and not losing your spot because you ain't going on the road. To your point about the mid card championship, look at your look at your WWE champions right now. Bob Lashley, Dr. Miro, and Roman Reigns. <laughs> Who did Finn Balor beat to get the shot at the Universal Championship? Roman Reigns. Who did Finn Balor beat at WrestleMania 35 to win the Intercontinental Championship? Bobbert. Bobbert Lashington. so i'm just saying um but so the beauty of this is we finally picked differently did you notice that yes we did so and and that's the beauty of nxt i mean we were three people picking exactly the same results and we still got two of them wrong and that's 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 nxt's ability to to change the game and, and shock us and, and but still we still loved it. We still were able to enjoy it even though it didn't go how we thought it would go. That is a it's a beautiful thing when 
you have the trust of the audience enough that they could go a different way than you expected or wanted. And you can still be like, mm-hmm. yeah, that worked for me. Yeah. And um, that's something that the main roster right now is lacking with a lot of fans. But NXT still still seems to have. Um, you guys know I am as diehard an NXT fan as can be. I, this is Christmas for me or Hanukkah or Rosh Hashanah or Eid or whatever you want to th- Festivus, whatever you want to throw out there, this is that for me. I'm loving it. And um, I hope you guys enjoy the night. Have a blast watching TakeOver Night 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you enjoy WrestleMania SmackDown. I hope you enjoy WrestleMania both nights. Um, and we'll be back next Thursday. Kind of recap a lot of the stuff. We're going to talk a little Mighty Mouse. That's a big conversation to have. Yes. Um, and yeah, man, you know, we got some more fun stuff coming for you, but we appreciate you rocking with us. I really wish you could understand the level of sacrifice we're putting in for you guys. Literally, it is 4.30. It's honest, honestly going to say it's 4.30 in the morning and I have been up now 22 hours. But that's for y'all because we care about y'all. We love y'all. So um, I'm not a shill. I'm not going to force you to do anything. But if you got it in your heart, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash TheChairShot and buy some shirts. Mm-hmm. These shirts help keep the keep the the company, keep the brand, keep the ChairShot Radio and ChairShot Media Network going. Um, and the shirts ain't just trash shirts. We got some dope shirts. Check them out. Um, you can also go to TheChairShot.com where you can find all sorts of entertaining stuff. Your boy wrote a column from the um, the Bandwagon Nerds presents Race, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier. Um, check that out. Sports, enter- entertainment, and sports entertainment. We got everything for you. Of course, Cheshire Radio every morning. We got the Mania Madness that's killing. Um, we got some fun stuff coming for you after WrestleMania. You've got the award-winning Badlands you got five rounds. You got the edge coming back. We here. We giving it to you. Getting you the best. And not missing a beat. I mean, I've said this time and time again. Uh, I love being part of this 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 group. Uh, everybody is trying to elevate everybody. We're all pushing each other to be the absolute best that we can be. Yeah, I love being a part of this group and. Everybody's worked so hard to bring that daily content. And since we uh, Chair Shot Radio came back at the beginning of January, nobody's missed a beat. Not one day, not one, uh, no one's phoned it in, no one's let anyone down. It's just been banger after banger after banger. And yeah, it's so impressive. Exactly. So, and we owe that to y'all. We're doing mm-hmm. that because of y'all, because we care about the content that we provide. For y'all, and we care that you get the best content. Um, so, like this, I think this episode is going to end up being over two hours. A <laughs> shot radio. A yeah. share shot radio. Um, but nonetheless, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Um, we're going to get out of here because we sleepy. Um, I'm a You've had a nap. Man. You've had a nap. You've, you, you're fresh. That don't mean nothing, bro. <laughs> That mean nothing. That was a tease. That was a tease now. <laughs> um, I'm at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio. C-A-S-H as in dollars. 
Right. I I am at at D E J Kirtner, um, where you can find links to everything I'm involved in. Um, this has been outstanding. Absolutely loved it. And again, another shout out to Rob for for bringing the 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 heat in the in the first part. Uh, I absolutely love that guy. He's so such a, a clever man for the business. Um, thank you all for listening. And remember, remember to always use your head always use your head use your head use your head let's go to sleep let's go to sleep